But you could call me the can man, because anybody can get it. Unbelievable! Dana! 60 G's, baby! Play clock at five. Pass is intercepted at the goal line by Malcolm Butler! Welcome to episode 33 of the Spitballing Podcast. I'm Luke Byron and today I'm joined by Troy Weaver, Tom Kennett and Jack Evans. Uh, we've got a bit of a mix and match week this week, so TK, I'll get right into it with you. Oh, good. Now, I won't say you were the most over the moon when Ox signed, but you weren't one of the ones who were completely against it. Now, I've just watched the highlights here and I did put something in the group chat, but your phone's still AWOL. That header he's missed right oh, at the end, header. right in front of the goal and he's hit it over. I'm assuming your thoughts are now completely... In all fairness, I wasn't... I'd say I was pretty much as against it as you could be. I just probably wasn't one of the people going on Twitter saying we should kind of like lynch him rather than sign him. But <laughs> short of that, I was pretty much... Only Liverpool could look at Chelsea falling... like The Chelsea deal falling through and think, you know what, we're going to get in on that. £40 million bargain yeah. for a player who's out of contract next year. If he had a five-year contract, he's not worth £40 million. When he's out of contract in the next 12 months. No, he's actually done worse than I thought he would. I thought he'd do all right. He's getting worse. He's the Benjamin Button of football. When well, he started playing, I thought, oh, he's not bad. And then each year on year, I'm thinking, no, no, he can't pass the ball. Well, he left because he said he didn't want to play right wing back. And so he's left to come on as a sub to right wing back. Yeah, for like eight minutes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. Did he think like, he's going to fit into our central midfield? He's probably seen Milner getting game time in the middle and thought, you know what, I fancy some of that. He thought he got shipped out to left back as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Milner ended up couldn't get in. I'd rather have him than Ox. Well, you had Chan on the bench as well. So if exactly. he's, he's better if he's... than <laughs> I think he might be on the bench because he's going to be off as well. I think that's probably why he signed Ox. Juve is supposedly. Uh, yeah, supposedly Juve in for him. So I think Clark might be worried he's going to go. And... Yeah. So we have Ox as a lovely replacement. And then before we get to Arsenal, Jack, if I'm not mistaken, you're a West Ham fan, are you not? Uh, yes, mate. <laughs> has well, he got the result? Yeah, because <laughs> I, I was fuming. I thought they were going to be the only team to let down my Ake. Let to know Chelsea would then do it. But they've nicked a goal. But nicking a goal yeah. last minute against Swansea isn't, isn't a good sign. It's been a, t- <laughs> it's been a tough old season so far. Because <laughs> in like this, the transfers we got as well, I was so happy with the purchases we made. And then it yeah, just the, couldn't have gone worse. The highlight seems to be David Gold's tweets as opposed, <laughs> as opposed to anything else. And then, uh, Troy, which is our last thing for the football before we get on. What have you been thinking of the Europa League? Because I've, I've, I've strangely enjoyed it, seeing yeah. the different players play and that kind of thing. Yeah, to be fair, I'm the same. Start TKO, piss off you. Let's have our moment where we're the best team in the competition. So a little stat came up yesterday where it said we were ranked 11th in the world and we were playing Batu Borislav and I think they were in the hundreds anyway. I can't remember what. But no, yeah, I'm quite enjoying it. Like, the first game, I really enjoyed it. But then the second game, after we were 3-0 up in like 20 minutes, I thought I feel like I'm watching the Emirates Cup now. And, <laughs> and we, we fell asleep a little bit, to be fair, didn't we? I mean, it weren't the greatest performance come 
by the second half, a bit sloppy from Arsenal. Well, yeah, I I didn't realise it was a six o'clock kicker, so I had a haircut booked, and I've just put everyone on lockdown. I've said I'm going to avoid the result, and then Dan Weber had watched it, and I was texting him during the game, kind of what I was seeing, and he said, "Oh, this game was such a roller coaster up and down with my emotions," and it was, I think it was like three one at the time, and I thought, I "Don't really know what's <laughs> going to be going on here," because yeah. then it went to I think I think it went to like four one then. It was three one at half time. Yeah. And then I thought, what can possibly go wrong here? And every time they shot, I was like, oh no. <laughs> oh no, it's happening again. Did he just fuck with you? No, I think it's just because um, they look, they, there was like a spell where they were coming back into it briefly. Yeah, it was like, it was three one at half time. And there was no one on the bench that could possibly come on. No, we were full of children on the bench, weren't it? Yeah, it was three one at half time. And then Arsenal scored literally after half time. Four one, you think, right, game's done. And then suddenly we let them score again. It was just a weird game, yeah. Weird no, game. Only Arsenal fans could be panicking at 4-1 well, in the second, you, you <laughs> second game of their Europa League group. Well, I mean, you haven't seen your team concede a four-goal lead to Newcastle and a 3 now lead to Anderlecht. Yeah. I've seen some pretty bad things from the team defensively. Yeah, I didn't want to mention Palace. I didn't want to mention Palace. <laughs> Moving on then, I've seen um, most of the Americans on my Twitter feed absolutely slandering the NFL London games. It's just a mixture of soccer puns during the teams playing, and just I really hate these games. <laughs> but I suppose the last two we've had, what was it, forty-four-seven, and then twenty-nil. They've been pretty shit. Yeah, me and Sean are right at the top of Wembley, next to the weirdest blokes. Some bloke walked past. Some, this nice, quiet guy has come and sat next to us, and I thought it's going to be all right. And then we've seen him put his arm up, and clearly his mates coming over. The ones in a sparkly green varsity jacket. He's walked past and gone, hey, hey, hey. Oh, no, not him. <laughs> and I looked at him and I was like, oh, no. And then his mate was like, I think he thought the cameras were going to come up to the top. So he was purposely trying to like overreact to everything to try and get on. And like they would they would make, I think there was there was a point where um, they had like a run of like <laughs> three yards, I think, on the first down. And he stood up and he was flexing his arms. He goes, yeah. <laughs> like that. <laughs> So then after seeing the 20 nil win, Sean's claimed he's got a shortcut to get to the tube station, which wasn't a shortcut. He's added 10 minutes on trying to tie his laces, which I've never seen someone struggle. It was like if you'd put like a six-year-old in front of like an A-level maths test, the, confu- <laughs> the confusion. And then so we, we eventually got there. I've got to the coach just on time. I've tucked down at McDonald's with plenty of time to spare. And then the coach has gone... Uh, so the five, the five thirty delayed five thirty, and this was at seven thirty, and I thought, oh no, this is not going to be good. I looked to my right, and there's a woman eating a bag of spring onions just out of the bag, like it was like a Twix or something like that, just <laughs> chomping on it. All I could hear was that that like grisly sound of biting through like the green of a spring onion. What's an animal? There's some woman like next to me chomping with her mouth open. I've seen her bite into this subway, and the sauce just slopped all down her front, <laughs> oh. and she's just looked just completely just gormless if nothing has happened at all. So her kid watching, I don't know what that's going to grow up to be. <laughs> Eventually we've got on, I was telling uh, TK this earlier, so I'll be repeating it here, and I've had this quite scary looking lady sat behind me with her daughter. She's got this like thick Jamaican accent and she's tapped me on the shoulder mid-journey and gone, excuse me, can you move your seat forward? You've reclined it and my daughter's not got any leg room. I've looked, I haven't reclined my seats, and I've said, no, sorry, I haven't reclined it, you just don't get much leg room on here. 
She's tapped me again 20 minutes later, looking <laughs> even more. Excuse me, my daughter is struggling here because you've got the seat reclined. I'd say, honestly, I've not done it at all. And I'd put my headphones in and just, I was sat forward like this because yeah. I didn't, because I didn't want her thinking I was to pushing back. Point, like, yes. It was horrible. And I got back, TK's uh, helped me out of the lift, got back, I think about 20, was it 20 past half past 11? Things I did. So it was an awful doubt, leaving at quarter to eight to watch a 20 nil with the hungover Sean <laughs> to then get back at half 11. So I'm quite looking forward to a weekend of doing, well, nothing this weekend other than we've got some fights, which we're going to cover now, which lead, leads us on perfectly. Smooth. smooth. So we've got a UFC 216 this weekend, uh, topped by Ferguson against Lee. We won't go through the whole card as we'll be here. God knows how long. If we just do the main card. Starting with um, Dar- Dariush versus Dunham. TK looks like uh, this is his favorite favorite fight on the card, so we'll leave him out. Just we don't want to don't want a biased point of view coming across. Um, I'll, I'll kick us off. I, I'm going to go with um, Evan Dunham to win. Um, I think he, his striking's better. He's got solid takedown defense, and Darius isn't particularly hard to hit. I know the fights come out from uh, Dunham called out Darius after his last fight. And Darius said he took that quite personally because despite it being done in a, like a respectful way, he's saying if if anyone who calls anyone out obviously thinks they can beat them or they wouldn't be calling them out, you don't call someone out if you think they're going to beat you. So looking down the resumes, I know Dunham went the distance with um, Dos Anos and lost. He was stopped by Cerrone and Barbosa, but I'd say they're all better fighters than Darius. Darius, um, he's wins are kind of against people that he should beat in Jim Miller, James Vick and he beat Michael Johnson on a split decision which is probably the most impressive one I'd say but no, I think when it comes down to it I'm going to go with um, Dunham to keep the fight standing I think he'll land the harder shots on the feet and I think Darius has like three knockouts on his record if if you um, I think of Darius he's the one who got knocked out by that flying knee from Barbosa so you would have seen that, yeah. So this is his comeback fight. So I don't think it's very pleasant. I think it should be a fun fight though, because neither of them I don't think have got that real big one-shot power. So we should hopefully have a bit of a back and forth until either it ends or we have a close maybe decision. Um, Jack, if we if we go to you, are you going with Dunham as well, or are you mixing it up? No, I'm going with I'm going with Darush now because I think <laughs> we've got we've got Dunham on. He had the three back-to-back losses, and then he's he's on a is it a four-fight win streak now? I think yeah, but they've not they've really not been, been against great competition. No, though. and I think it's near year year-long layoff as well. And I think although, like you say, Darius has come off that yeah. brutal knockout from Barboza, I think he's. I get what you mean when you say with the striking and that, but I think with that layoff and the fact that this is, a, I believe, this is more of a step up for yeah. for Dunham. He is, is he is thirty-five. I'm kind of going with the experience mm-hmm. to get him through maybe as the tricks but no I haven't seen the odds I don't think the odds have come out for a lot of these fights yet so I've not seen how close they are in terms of that I think I think it will be a close decision I can't see either either making a, either getting a stoppage but I'm going to lean towards Darius for this one the thing is I, I, I do like the notes for a preview before and I convinced myself so one-sided that this guy can't possibly lose <laughs> when I'm looking at it because you see people post things like strikes per minute and things like yeah. that and it just convinces you uh, 
Troy, what about you? What are you, what are you going for on this one? Um, yeah, I'm similar in a way of TK, and I don't know too much about these fighters, if, uh, if I'm honest, but um, I would incline to go with you, Luke, to be honest, and uh, and go with Dunham, just simply for the fact of, yeah, I do recall the Barbosa fight, and it was, it wasn't, yeah, a lethal knockout, and I think a lot of fighters that can take a lot away from them, um, so it's, it's interesting to see how they come back and how they respond, but uh, yeah, like you said, his age as well, catching up on him, I just don't know if he's st- if his head's still in the game. Uh, so yeah, for that reason, I'm going to agree with you tonight, Luke. All right, so we we've probably got three far more interesting fights here, which I say two wow, of, two of them two of them should be fairly good fights. The yeah, one not so much. Um, so if we go with um, for Doom versus Lewis, that's next up on the card. Um, TK, do you want to kick us off on this one? Seeing as uh, yeah, yeah, I was I was a bit split on it. In fairness, when I first saw it, I was thinking Vadum. Um, then do you start to look at you talked about Asia? Well, he's forty now, isn't he? Been in, been fighting about fifteen years or so. I think yeah, you you're definitely starting to see the signs of it as well, aren't you? In terms of how he's fighting, uh, the Overeem fight, I thought particularly. Did, did you have money on him that tonight? Uh, no Overeem. Oh, okay. When did Vadim fight? I feel like Vadim's fucked you over before. Yeah, he has. Um, I bring it up every time he fights with the Miochik fight where he, for that some was... reason, just left his arm down. <laughs> <sandal of that>. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> sprinted Awful yeah. <laughs> shout on your part, anyway. But uh, I'm going to go with him. It seems to me almost like a little bit of a battle of who's more shot. But I'm going to go with Vadim. I think stand up, they can probably match each other. And I think if it does go to grappling, he's definitely going to have the beating of Lewis. So, um, And when Lewis is coming off. A loss to Mark Hunt. Yeah, we like Mark Hunt, but it's, it was actually yeah. prime, would you? So, just in, just to pick up on what you said there with um, the Miochi thing, it's weird because with things like this, when you look back, you think how stupid it was to bet against certain people. But it's kind of like Woodley because Woodley wasn't given a shot against Lawler. Now you match him up with almost anyone in the division. Yeah, yeah and you yeah. have him there. It's winning, same as Miochi. Now there's no one in the division that you match him up against and say that he loses to. Yeah, so it is weird how it can like. It's easy to forget at the time, isn't it? Well, here's the thing that we love in comparison to boxing, isn't it? Because you can come back from a loss and you learn from the loss and it's not held against you. Like we see with, we mention it usually with this situation with Badu Jack where he's been knocked out once and every fight now is, (laughs) well, he's been knocked out. He's got, he he hasn't got a great chin. It happened to Amir Khan after his first loss, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So probably a bit more of a case from here, but <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, he but no, he, he, he did south. Yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah, he does get unfestive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, with uh, the Doom Lewis, kind of similar to what you said, TK. I'm going to go with the Doom mainly because on paper, I don't think Lewis is actually that good of a fighter. I, I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm cheering him on. I'd love for him to win, but. I just can't trust him. He mugged me in that Hunt fight where I came on here and I gave it the big time. He's going to finish Hunt's career. He's going to do this, do that. Eating, Came like, in that fight injured. Yeah, he was, was, yeah, was, <laughs> was eating fried chicken in the dressing room oh, wow. before coming out. <laughs> and he was injured, wasn't he? Yeah, so, so yeah. that's the thing where he said his back was hurting and all this. And then he was on the MMA hour and they asked him, is it sorted now? And he's like, well, about 70%. And usually fighters, sure. fighters are going to say it's better than what yeah, it is yeah. because you don't want to give... Yeah, most fighters... Uh, injured, but most fighters lie about a little bit about their injury yeah. at least. So, yeah. And not like for two fights where he couldn't stand up straight during the fight. The one where he said he was going to shit himself, but he just got yes. kicked in the ribs by Travis Brown. Yeah. <laughs> and he got lucky in that fight that Travis Brown just has no chin left whatsoever because he was getting beaten yeah. up there and then he landed. It wasn't even a clean shot, yeah. really, was it? <laughs> and he's just tumbled over into that rousy money. Yeah. Uh, um, 
yeah, I think he kind of did quit in the Hunt one, which is one of them where it's not quite like the O'Hara Davis one where you turn your back and put your hand up, but as much of a quit where you're just looking at the ref like, come Get on. Me out he just kind of lets someone land a couple of clean shots. You can put your hands up and then they take the win. So I hope it's going to be a fun fight because Vadum didn't look that quick or sharp in the overing one. He hurt him, was it the second round? And then he just looked like he didn't know what to do when Overeem came out just to point score in the third. Might also be a case of how little chin Overeem's got left as well. Yeah. We spoke about that oh, before. Yeah, this is absolute glass now. Well, he, that, that was quite notable because in all of these MMA boxing crossovers, usually the MMA fighters are the one that's like, oh, I'm, I'm well up for that. And there was some rumour that came out that said Overeem versus AJ and Overeem was like, no, no, I'll, I've done that before. We'll, <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave that one. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> That'd be horrible. <laughs> so, uh, Jack, what about you? Yeah, I've got uh, Vadim as well. but And I think he'll be quite dominant as well, if I'm honest. Lewis, is, he hasn't got the greatest takedown defence either. So I, I think he goes for a quick, easy takedown and finish it in maybe submission or ground and pound. Well, he's the type, isn't he, where just because he's so heavy, he's just, he kind of, when I've seen him try and get taken down before, he just kind of flops on top of the yeah, person yeah. trying <laughs> to take him down. He's got no technique whatsoever to it. And I just think, Vadum will see that and I think he needs he needs a win as well and he's talking about maybe getting a title shot after yeah. this which is he's got no chance after even a win against Lewis because that's not there was the fight before um, the Brown one for Lewis and I think it I was going to say Alec Heliev, but I don't know if that's the guy that or was that the guy that Broner beat for his like fourth world title I think it might no, be no, Alec Heliev, yeah something like that and it was like two straight rounds of him looking absolutely clueless of what to yeah. do until he's just clipped him in the top of the head and he's gone down and then he's celebrated like he's just killed King yeah. Kong. Because yeah, he has him on Instagram. He's brilliant. Yeah. He, he is like social media man. Like on the mic as well, he is brilliant. But I think just when you put him in that next class above, I, I don't think that, he, he can stand. That MMA hour interview that I said about, they asked him what his biggest gripe was at the moment. And he's like, people think I can't play FIFA. <laughs> and Arohani was like, what do you mean? And he was like, People assume because I'm black that I have to play 2K <laughs> when I like playing FIFA. <laughs> and he's like, "What do you have a favorite team?" And he's like, "No, I just do um, the USA team or someone like Real Madrid." And he's like, "Oh, okay." And he was like, "See, so you're doing it now. You're assuming I can't play FIFA." <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the chirpiest he was in the interview was him talking about uh, the videos he posts on his Instagram, but. There was also the thing in Houston, hasn't there, where he was seen helping out. So I don't yeah, know how yeah. much... One, if you have a bad back, lifting people out of deep water like that and then carrying them back and forth all day is yeah, not sure great. I can help. No. <laughs> and then I think he needs... He said he was doing rehab all the time, like two, three times a day. He's having them like... What's that thing where they put like sucker cups on your back and he was having that and he was yeah. having physio all day. So Question how much time yeah. he's actually put into his training. Yeah. 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 He's doing great 80s montage, like, training. <laughs> like, saving people and shit, carrying them on his shoulders and that. But, yeah, he how posted, much work he's actually putting in in the gym is questionable. running up a hill. He's like, I just want to prove to people that I do do some running. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Troy, what, what what do you think for this one? I've, um, yeah, I'm not going to go any different, to be honest. Um, Badu, I've, I've backed him probably the last three times on this podcast. <laughs> and he's let me down a few times. So, um, yeah, I'm going to stick with him. Um, I think though, like what you have said is 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 true on that. Vadu is is probably on his you know his last few years now. 
Um, last crack at the title, maybe again. Um, you said maybe that uh, he doesn't get a title shot after this fight. I agree with you there, but I don't think there's one too far away. I think maybe another victory away. after that because just of the state of the heavyweight game. So I mean, it's, division, yeah, can, can Kane can Kane come back and get to full fitness again? I mean, I if he does. Yeah, you'd think so, innit? Yeah, you'd think that that would work. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like one one solid performance yeah. where it is an impressive highlight reel yeah. knockout, and it can just put you right up there now. Yeah, and also, uh, um, I mean, pretty much took the words out of my mouth when you said about his takedown ability, Derek Lewis. Yeah. And if he <laughs> if he falls on Fadu, then he's gonna wrap him up. Yeah. And so yeah, uh, I think I think he'd be dominant too. To um, to be honest, yeah. So Fadu by submission. Let's go with that. Well, I don't think I need to ask for the winner for the chief support. We've got Johnson <laughs> against Borg, and I put in the preview last time. I think the biggest fight is Borg against the scales yeah, on this yeah. one because it's a nutritionist, doesn't he? I mean, we said on we, <laughs> we we said on the last one that um, you don't have to do much to get a title shot. Well, Borg has missed weights. I think in like five of his last six fights, he's pulled out of over half of his last fights, and he's now turned up. After coming in overweight against the sick Louis Smolker, well, yeah, I mean, still bitter about that. <laughs> really, but who are his credible? No one. I mean, it should have been. Um, they should have. As soon as he missed weight, they should have bypassed him and given it to Sergio Pettis. Yeah, and that would now have been a much did. better one. He's with Cejudo now. Yeah, he's fighting Cejudo. Yeah, yeah. 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 Is that the two seventeen card. Yeah, I can't go against him either, my man Henry. <laughs> so for this one, I'm I'm going to go early. I'm going to say. Um, Johnson does everything better than Borg, and I think he wins inside two rounds. Uh, Jack, if you want to... I feel like maybe in the previous cars, because like he had a lot of hate because of yeah. what, taking the fight in that, so I felt he had a bit more of a point to prove, but I think that's sort of died down now. Yeah, I get so, what you mean. So I think it's just going to be a standard Demetrius Johnson performance where he just dominates, and if it is a finish, I think fourth or fifth. Well, we, we've got the... Dillashaw Cody fight now, haven't we? So last time that we thought maybe Cody was going to be um, TJ was going to be freed up, and we were still bitter yeah. about that. Well, now Cody's and it was the card topper as well. Cody's trainers now said that he wants to drop down to yeah. one twenty five as well. Now he so. actually said it before um, TJ did a while back. He said it um, on the Joe Rogan podcast. He was like, "If you go back, I actually said this ages ago that I want to drop down." Oh, really? I think Cody can make that. Is he, he says that he can. That seems tight to me. I think if if you're smart, you drag him up because you're the one who's got you're the A side for want of a better term. So <laughs> yeah. you you drag him up. And but he's he, not. He is young though, so that is the one thing that is in his yeah. favour. The only thing with DJ is once he's got this out of the way, how are you going to sell him? Because he needs to step up and wait. Yeah. There's yeah. no yeah. other yeah. fight for him. Yeah. 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 Clean out the entire they, they saw a thing, um, and it was Chael who whether I agree with what he's saying or not, I can literally just listen to him talk just like yeah. <laughs> all day. And he was saying, the issue with the flyweight division is there's no assholes in the division. Yeah, he yeah. said, Johnson has got the nice guy thing nailed down. He said he's a hit with the purists who love to see him fight. He's a hit with the geeks, as he called him, because he does his <laughs> Twitch streams and all things like that. Yeah. So he's like, he's literally got that nailed down. No one can out good guy him. Yeah. He was like, all you need in that division is someone to just talk a bit of shit to him and you're instantly going straight to the top of the pile because you make him slightly more relevant. Yeah, that's yeah. not going to be Henry Cejudo. No, but, yeah. <laughs> but the only kind of one they had there was Joseph Benavides who could kind of do it because he pulled it off with Cejudo, but he kind of did it. Oh, that was the worst. You have to do it. it. You have to do it where you come across as a dick, but at the same time, 
people kind of laugh at it and they want to see it. You can't just come across as like a grumpy, horrible person yeah. because then people are still rooting against you. So it doesn't really work it's with anyone like, in the division. It's got to seem like you actually mean it as well. Well, even if you yeah. are putting it on, you've got to kind of do it well because well, he's, some of the trash talks. They sold. Trash yeah, we're going to get onto that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I thought yeah. we might. We'll, we'll well, do they, the main one, yeah. they <laughs> sold the Johnson Horiguchi fight, and I don't even think they translated half of what Horiguchi was saying. They're like, <laughs> "We'll just, <Yeah. laughs> we'll just do what we do here." So, uh, Troy, what do you think on this one? Are you going early or think he's going to drag him out? Uh, he does it whenever he wants. I think in this one, um, obviously it's the record-breaking fight, so I think that's why. He fight. He's fighting Ray Borg and not Sergio Pettis. Um, I think if he if he decides to want to hang around in the one twenty fives, then they will start feeding him to maybe some people that could perhaps, you know, test him a little bit more than he's going to get tested against. You know, Wilson Hayes and Ray Borg. Um, but yeah, I think he'll end it whenever he decides he wants to end it. Really. So, uh, I for me, he's, he's my favorite fighter. I love watching him. His techniques are impeccable. The way he wraps people up is, I still, I still to this day watch the fight. Um, whenever I wanted to show someone how good he is, uh, oh, I'm doing it no justice now because I can't remember his name. The, no, the Japanese fella, Horiguchi. When, yeah. where with one second one to spare, second. he, he armbars him. Like he's just, he's just a quality fighter, and hopefully he does do good on this fight. And then we do get to see them super fights we're all craving for. So yeah, hopefully. So the super fight, him this yeah yeah chick. <laughs> with the yeah, why not? Why not? <laughs> you say I'm sure it's been heard. I think we've all coughed now. I think one of us has started. Yeah. And it's just gone round. We're just waiting on TK just to finish it off. TK, what are you going to go for here? Just before we get onto the main event. Yeah, nothing too shocking. Uh, I think, as Troy kind of said, finishes it when he wants to. I think as soon as an opening sort of comes up, it'll deal with them. I, I could see it going two or three on the basis of the fact that this fight's had to. They've had to wait for this fight. In a strange way, or to justify it, maybe you can't really just kind of clean him up straight away. He might even like kind of carry him a little bit because you know he's got the skills that he's not going to be bothered by anything Borg proposes. So no. with that, I don't think when you haven't got an imposing threat, I think you can carry him a little bit. But I think even by the second or the third, I think it will start to tell. He needs to cut some kind of promo after. I mean, like I'll clean out this division now. On to the next yeah. one. Yeah, but like yeah. you said, he is because he is that good guy. Yeah. He won't do it because no. he, he, he wants to like. Come across well, like I say, come across. I yeah. think he is. He is just that humble people, champion. People Goldberg obviously, could be, yeah. he could, he could be yeah. a bit of dick to him. People him, obviously but, yeah. like do like him because he, he won um, that ESPY, which is like a voted platform. And he won big, the award over yeah. McGregor and Mayweather. Mm. Yeah. So people yeah. obviously do like him. Um, On to the main event here. So we have um, the Motan Phenom Kevin Lee against uh, yeah, <laughs> Al Kakui Tony Ferguson. Uh. I'll go, I'll go last year because I'm sure I'm going to be different to what everyone else is saying. So, Jack, if you want to kick us off here, who are you going with? Despite who I want to win, I think Tony does get it done. And I think it's a second or third round finish by submission because the the one weakness you have seen in Ferguson is he, he does get hit. But unfortunately, that's Kevin Lee's not exactly notorious for being a great striker. And I think when it does get to those sort of middle rounds and that, and he does have to switch up the game plan, and he will shoot, and that's that's Ferguson's world right there. Um, Troy, I know you're quite a big Tony Ferguson fan, if I remember correctly. So, are you going with him here, or are you mixing it up? No, yeah, of course I'm going with Tony. <laughs> I still pray for the day that Connor comes back to defend his title against him and get beaten by over him or Khabib. I think you were but... the only one who said about him beating Khabib, and we 
Yeah, yeah, I think he, yeah, I think he would, yeah, have the edge over Khabib just over styles and stuff. But yeah, um, for me, yeah, I almost agree with what you said there, Jack, and that if it ends up going to the ground, then I think that uh, Tony Ferguson has a massive advantage over him. God, it's so dynamic. Yeah, it? and his skills just seem to be getting better and better each fight. He's coming out and trying new things all the time. Uh, he's eventually, you might even see him try and slip the Boston crab on him, if, you know, <laughs> yeah. if he gets the opportunity. But um, I also think that his uh, his stand up ability is is really good. He he comes with some real close in elbows that just come out of nowhere. Literally, yeah, he'd be sharpening his elbows up, and he'd be sitting in water tanks up in the middle of the um, the Denver mountains, because that's where he trains in that. And he's yeah, so he he'll be ready for this fight because he's got a massive point to prove. He hasn't he hasn't fought in a good while now, has he? I think obviously the last fight he was meant to fight was Khabib, wasn't it? Yeah. He hasn't fought since then. No. Yeah. So. Which is probably, fair, yeah. probably fair. Yeah. I think it's a good uh, good opportunity though for Kevin Lee. Um, I mean he could definitely cause a few upsets, but yeah, for me definitely going to keep with Ferguson. TK, what about you? Are you going with Ferguson too? Yeah, I, I do really like the fight. I think it is a very good fight. Um, and it's. Good a streak as Kevin Lee's on, I think, as good as he looks. He, in terms of kind of the style of him and stuff, he could be a bit of a star if he maybe had a, maybe a little bit more ability, maybe without being rude. But I think Ferguson does get the job done. I think you'd have to pick him against most guys in the division. I think, other than Khabib, other than the guys like the guys now, if you take McGregor out of the equation, it's a good fight with McGregor. Other than that, I think you have to generally pick Ferguson against most of them. I think he's a big guy the way as well as what the other guys said about. Um, his improved kind of grappling techniques and stuff as well, um, and he has one of the best gas tanks in the UFC as well. So you're not gonna, it's not gonna be like, oh, Kevin Lee can kind of wait him out. You know he's gonna be there for five rounds if he needs to be. So I can't really see past him. All right, well, as as we mentioned, I'm I'm gonna mix it up here. He knew it'd be different before we kind of do it technically. Like TK mentioned at the start, it's a bit bit of a name drop. So I, I did interview him. What was it? Probably about it was straight after the Michael Chiesa fight. And the thing I was going to say was, not to the same extent, but kind of like the Conor McGregor thing. With when he talks, you can't help but believe what he's saying. He does have this like effect that's, where that's what me as a, as a potential sort of star. He does have a lot of charisma about yeah, it yeah. in terms he, of when he speaks and when he looks. I think Dana is sat ringside praying should, that it, Kevin Lee gets done because sure. how can you sell Tony Ferguson, yeah. who put it nicely, is a freak? He comes out with these little that's like. <laughs> he comes out, oh, we get Tony on. Yeah. 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 with them little like square, like tiny shades. He goes on saying that the Earth is flat, and he's not like Kyrie. Yeah, Kyrie's come out now and said, "Oh, you know what? I was joking the whole time. I didn't actually believe it." I like that. <laughs> Tony needs to get on board that and say, "You know what? This has been an act yeah. the whole time." <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, it's the same with him and Rockle. They're two probably, oh, pound for pound, like the best well-rounded fighters like in the UFC. But when they get on the mic, it's oh, just the most painful yeah, thing Rockle's to hear. Ass, yeah. What was like, it? After Branch, and he just yeah. wouldn't finish his sentences <laughs> at all. And it was just like, it was just so tough to listen yeah. to. Kevin Lee said, um, where I'm from, if someone's wearing sunglasses at 9am in the morning, it means one thing. And so we best hope USADA don't come knocking at the door. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. So he even said, like in his company, he's just a weird guy. But they actually they went to the same college, um, 
Ferguson was a couple of years above and so they kind of know each other that way and he says that um, Ferguson's tried to kind of like sun him a few times and he's kind of said like we'll do it we'll do it now he said he drove around looking for his house once because he wanted to have it out with him what? Kevin Lee does seem like that, that guy where like what you saw usually at press conference when someone says like I'm going to come over there and then when Michael Kester did come he was straight up and landed yeah. Yeah, the one yeah. bang over, over the top <laughs> but no I'm, the reason I'm going to go with Lee and you might think I'm being disrespectful here Ferguson has this reputation as a killer but I think he has shown his flaws like Jack said he does get hit for fun and I don't think he's going to knock him out with his strikes but I think he can daze you enough where he takes your back and that's why he has so many submissions mm-hmm. over his knockouts and this might be where I thought I was going to get some looks <coughs> I don't know if Ferguson is as good on the ground oh my as oh his my. He's only really been tested like once, I would say. When you look down his resume, he was he was tapped out by uh, a no namer in Jamie Tony. He lost to a man named Karen, which uh, <laughs> even there, and he did lo- and he did lose a split decision to Michael Johnson, where Johnson dropped him several times. He did break his arm in that fight. <laughs> we'll look over that. <laughs> I think Lee. It's easy to look back at his fights, and I think if you look at his losses, he's going to have improved more. Purely sure. because when you look at his fights, the like leap from each fight is people were saying, "Oh, the worry could be if Kiesa takes him down, and he grinds him out, and then straight at the start he's got him with that double leg, slammed him into the mat, yeah. and then he was robbed of like probably like a highlight real thing because he was as good as sleep." As I well. was surprised with how much controversy was yeah, brought up with that I know, because his arms were like that, didn't he? Where yeah. he's going, like, he's, and he was like, "I was fighting it with my neck." Yeah. <laughs> it's like, come on. <laughs> yeah, I see people refer to it as like a controversial. Yeah. Only go one way. Yeah, the only controversy was that it was like a mess up from the ref. There was no it mess was, up in yeah. terms of how yeah. the fight was going to end. I think that Lee gets through like an early barrage at the start when I think Ferguson says there's such this like disparity between them, and I think he's going to test that early because mm-hmm. Lee was dropped a couple of times by Eli Quinter. Yeah, but his his like replenishing skills look very good like he found he his did, feet he and, he was, well. yeah, and he was straight back like popping the jab out and things and like that and then in the second round as well he took yeah he took Al's back and nearly choked him out yeah but there was, there was i was watching this earlier there was a cool move that i've not seen before with with um quinton did in that when ever lee tried to take his take back downs. he like flicked his heel round his legs and go put for it like into a, a heel yeah. yeah it was the weirdest and you gotta thing. think with ferguson that's yeah. that's right in his world though isn't it unfortunately so, so i'm hoping he's kind of learned from that and there was yeah. another one where um like Quinter tried to grab his leg and he turned it into like this flying knee from there that he did, yeah. which stunned him. But I've I've seen a lot of the people. I think usually if someone calls himself a purist, then you kind of just want to wipe out their opinion. <laughs> but I've seen those kind of people saying, "Oh, it's a mismatch. This is ridiculous." And I don't think it is. I think it's as no, good a fight because who else are you going to put him against? He's he beat Barbosa. He's beat Dos Anjos. Who are you going to put him against? And the thing is, and it was perfectly set up as well, like with that after Kevin yeah. Lee's win, it was all set up perfectly. Yeah. Well, with that, that was Tony perfect because usually what they do is they come in after the fight there, and they're on top of the world, and so they're proper nice to everyone. And he was nice to everyone except oh, Tony Ferguson, yeah. where he was like, "Can we put a real journalist yeah, on to interview me?" Yeah. And then. Ferguson was stuck in that awkward spot where it's like I'm an analyst so I can't really go back and forth with you and then Lee was just tearing into him brilliant so he nailed that perfectly and then this is what you have to do he is literally the full package isn't he he's got the he's got the look he dresses like extravagantly people say 
I'm a bit annoyed with anyone who talks now is called a Conor McGregor clone when people have been doing it before Conor yeah, McGregor. Exactly. Bisping was doing it before McGregor and all sorts. Well, Bisping was one of the... Bisping, Chael, trash talkers. Yeah, yeah. Probably Chael's a better comparison. Yeah. And it's if it's clear that's what it is, you have to nail it where it's not so cringy, which... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to say um, Tony Lee chokes him out, by the way. Yeah. Tony... Oh. Tony Lee. Oh. Tony Lee. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> Kevin Angus chokes him out in the fourth. Kevin Ferguson chokes yeah. him out. <laughs> Sitting on the fence there. By Lee Lee chokes him out in the fourth. I'm going for. Okay. Just just quickly, um, just question the last choice. Uh, when Khabib was meant to fight Ferguson, out of uh, curiosity, who did you go for? I went for Khabib, but yeah. now I think if it was to happen now, then I would pick Ferguson. And I'd, okay. also, I'd also pick Lee over Khabib as well. Oh, right. So oh, that, wow. that was going to bring me on to my second oh, question. Wow. So basically what I was going to say is, do so what you're saying is that you rate uh, Kevin Lee's grand game over Khabib's grand well, game. He, you're essentially doing this on the weight, surely. On the oh. fact that Khabib can't do the weight. That's basically what you're basing. I think I'm buying into his persona, but he's cool. What, what did he do to you in this interview? To the show. <laughs> <laughs> what did he do to you in that interview? Again, the last four fights, he's called out Khabib after every single fight. He said he wants him in Russia. But he's like actively pursued the fight and I think... I, know what I mean, with the laws of attraction and all that stuff, yeah. it, does, it, does, it does sort of make you... And like, he, you can tell he truly does think that he is like the best in that. It's not you can tell it's not I liked some sort him, of fake and then conference. the Kiesa fight happened and I I, I have gone then, fully yeah, fanboy. He has he sold me he sold me the dream. He sold me the dream. Presumably whoever wins is obviously going to call out McGregor. Yeah. Oh, the, 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 I mean full on deaf ears. You, you've got one of two things here. Ferguson trash talk or oh, Kevin Lee. Well, Kevin Lee could be quite entertaining in a presser yeah. with McGregor. But Tony Ferguson, dear yeah. lord. What the best be thing that's happened this week is McGregor say he's going to be watching that with close attention. Yeah. And that is sold it better than oh, Dana or anyone yeah, else yeah, has yeah. done it. Everyone's like, woo! Yeah, it's mentioned yeah. that. Yeah. Actually, Dana wearing a McGregor gym t-shirt yeah. wearing it at yeah. the face-off between the two of them. Yeah, um, so get on to the trash talk which we've said about I don't know I know actually before we get on to it I know uh, you two happened to say that Dos Anjos wasn't going to beat um, Magni me and Jack both said that he was and we said he was going to beat him early as well so maybe maybe don't go against the can man <laughs> alright <laughs> okay <laughs> but yeah the, the clip I was saying about um Ferguson and Vadum trash talking each other in the week. Oh god! Oh. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. Vadum is it suddenly just starts speaking in Brazilian, and Portuguese. the translation. <laughs> I was going to say same thing, but I'll, he essentially just calls him a faggot in about three different languages. Wow! Well, during the, the translation is literally just that, just sprinkled across, and then. Ferguson, when he's got his chance, oh, he was silent and he's ready to say something big, and he no. goes, "I'll go away before I ankle pick you." For fuck's sake! Out of all the people you could say that to oh, as well. Oh god! Even his thing, you could see he was probably pleased with himself this week. He does that stupid thing where he puts a capital letter at the start of every single thing, which I think I did on Facebook in like yeah, oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Thing. It was and, a thing for a bit. And he did this tweet as if he was going to change it. He was like, I've taken what you've all said on board. And then he did a tweet with a capital letter, every other letter. And he was like, how do you like this? And it's like, oh, 
come on, what are you doing? That's horrendous. I'm surprised he didn't sign off with like a dot dot capital L on the end of it to show his love. <laughs> he is like, he's one of them where you you squirm when you hear he, him. He is, yeah. It's honestly the most cringy, cringeworthy yeah. trash talk ever. When he, he said it, he was like, I'm going to sharpen them blades, boy. I'm yeah. them out. <laughs> he's not got the persona for it at all, has he? No. And then just to close this out, I was going to ask if we're happy with the way the UFC is going. We've kind of got this here where we it's been sold with the interview on Fox after. We've got McGregor Diaz looking all but made. Dana revealed that he was trying to make Jones against Miochik and Jones against Lesnar. So it looks like we're going for super fights over rankings, which for a lot of people, myself included, was what took me into the UFC was you get the one and two guys they're going to fight. Not an interim belt. We're fighting for an interim, but he's going to fight a different challenger next. No. Yeah, it's what it's what made MMA different from boxing. Um, the fact that you had one bout for one weight class yep. and one badass, and then whoever's made the way up the, the rankings to get to number two or number one, then they get to fight the challengers. Makes sense. Like mm. boxing, sort of like when I was when I was a child, and all I ever seen was Rocky. Like I thought that's how boxing was. That it was just <laughs> one bout, and then got to about 10 or whatever and realised that it was a fucking wild-ass <laughs> sport. But, yeah, so that's one thing that really did sell me on early with MMA. Um, everyone loves a super fight, though. Don't get me wrong. A Bispin uh, GSP fight, I can't wait for. But in a, in the same way, I would have preferred uh, GSP versus somebody else from okay. the Wilder weight, yeah, yeah. And, and Bispin fight someone else as well. So, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it swings and roundabouts, I think, to be honest. When it comes to boxing, TK, we've got a fair amount to catch up on from even just the past week, really. Um, if we start with probably the best fight of last weekend, so we had Campbell and Ares. Yep. And um, I think it's fair to say we underestimated Campbell a bit going, Campbell a bit going in because we thought he'd get wiped out and didn't happen, did it? I don't know if we necessarily said wiped out, but I think... Me and Keenan did. Okay. <laughs> um... To be fair, the way it started, it looked like it might well happen. It might yeah. happen sooner than I thought. I thought he took a good shot, went down. Ruined my bet. <laughs> um, and then, but he weathered the storm and, and looked good. He, so I'm arguing that he got the win. I don't think he quieted that well. I but thought I the judges did, were favourable to him. Yeah, I, I fairly close, but I thought with Linares, I don't think you can make an argument against him winning realistically. Well, it, it was the worst because the Brit scorecard, I forgot, was it Victor Lachlan who was the judge? Sure, I think it was. Was it? And um, he scored every round to Campbell after the th- after the fourth. <sighs> that doesn't look good for him. No, no. Uh, but fair play to him. Uh, obviously, that stuff came out about his dad afterwards as well. Yeah, which was that was pretty that was crazy. Just, he said, um, "I didn't want to reveal it because I didn't want Lara's team thinking it was a weakness." Yeah, yeah, very strange. Well, strange that's kind of. Thing, but... I don't think we really doubted it before, but in terms of... I've seen some people question his heart for boxing. Mm. And I think that kind of shows if you're willing to cover up and kind of hush-hush the death of your dad in terms of for a world title fight. Yeah, definitely. And even then, I thought... We, before the Mendy defeat, we kind of had our hopes pinned on him as our most technical boxer. He was the guy. I seem to remember us having a conversation, it may have even been years ago... 
and we said he was the one we had our hopes on in terms of that could genuinely like be pound for pound like dominate his division. Yeah, yeah. And maybe in hindsight that looks a bit rash, but that was what our hopes That's were what then. Was. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Because he, in his gold medal, I think there's some arguments for Joshua's. He won the gold medal. Not going to begrudge him that, but there's some. There were some close, questionable decisions along the way. Definitely. The helps being in London for 2012. Yeah, 100%. Whereas Campbell was quite clearly the best that he had there. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, so from here, I hope he gets the big fights. Now, I've seen the Flanagan fight being spoken about, but from what he told me in terms of the offer that was presented to him, yeah. don't think that's very likely. It'd be a horrible fight to watch as well. The thing is... I don't think it'd be a good one to watch. From... Frank is my boy <laughs> and he was struggling to get Flanagan a big fight when Flanagan was like his his main guy him and Billy Joe were his main guys Yeah, and now we've got some more people on board that maybe has just knocked him down the pecking order a bit more a bit more a bit more definitely uh, Raimondo Beltran's been made his new mandatory okay. which isn't the worst fight in the world it's, 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 it's easy to make I'm not sure many Americans are going to want to come over here not for Flanagan either. But for, for, for Beltran, what options what options does he have? He's gonna be just mincing around on undercards. Yeah, yeah. Against guys that he should be beating. I don't imagine he's being paid too well for them. Um I don't know if he's got his whole visa thing sorted yet because where he thought he'd actually won it, then they changed the legislation when Trump was in, so he hadn't actually won it. <laughs> that's so bad. So bad. The fact he has to fight for your citizenship is pretty bad in itself. But... That was a crazy that's a story they yeah. really told enough really. Um but uh, yeah, I wouldn't begrudge that fight. I want to see him in with the better guys, but Definitely. I forgot the guy's name. I was literally about to say who was it that he was being rumored to fight the Mexican. Um... Oh, it's their prospect. I forgot the name. I'll come. It'll come to me. But he's now claiming he's fallen in the shower and he's going to be out for a while. Another one falling in the shower? Yeah. No. Wow. Oh, they need to get some new showers. It's going to bug me that I can't think who he was supposed to be. Uh, Vadeco. Okay, yeah. yeah. And he's claimed that he's fallen in the shower and he's going to be out for a while, so they can't make the fight just yet. Don't drop the shoe. Let's open the shower, boys. Especially not no Flanagan. You know you know what he does to... Uh... <laughs> we'll leave that there. Um, so then next, we won't spend too long on that, and we definitely don't want to spend too long on this one, Fury Parker. Oh, God. One which um, we've now seen claimed as a robbery. <laughs> We've seen it claimed as disgusting. We've seen it claimed as Shades of Ali. Shades of Ali was the... Uh, claimed was by Mick Hennessy. I don't think I've seen anyone as outrageous in. Yeah. Well, he's, his whole livelihood has just gone down the drain. <laughs> he's he's going to be trying to get Tyson down the gym himself. So get fit, get in the room just for a payday for me. The thing is, like him telling Tyson to diet is like me telling you to diet. It's simply <laughs> just not going to work. <laughs> the amount of fat jokes I saw about yeah. Mick Hennessy on Twitter after that. Exactly. Poor it's like, <laughs> the thing is, like, there's two different types of fat people, which I, I've I've learnt myself. And the one side of the fat people is you've got the fat; they look like the slobs. They're grumpy. The people you see on the bus, you don't want to sit by because you can smell them about three rows back. Yeah, just look like they're sick of life. You have to be the other side of being the fat. You have to be the fat, jolly, happy perky <laughs> have to be able to laugh at yourself and Mick Hennessy just hasn't got this nailed <laughs> if Hennessy's got any money left I'll teach him the way <laughs> fat and chubby 
fat and happy. Yeah, you've got to be fat and happy. You've fat got to be happy. like <laughs> a guinea pig. A guinea pig. <laughs> you've got to just be pleased with what you are. Take it on the chin, all chins. And just roll with it. Yep. Be a nice little fluff ball. Absolutely. But on the fight. Yeah, we yeah, we we had it to Parker if I'm not I had it to Parker, I think you did. Yeah. Couldn't have argued too much either way if it well, I would have been quite annoyed if I, if it had gone to Huey because you don't have to you shouldn't have to win the belt to win the belt, kind of you don't shouldn't have to beat the rip it from the champion, but kind of the unwritten rule you do have to at least be the Come one at some point yeah <laughs> you can't just lean back and just pepper like a little feather in parker's face yeah not i think all. he landed about three meaningful punches he had that nice slip up a cut that he was doing as parker was charging in yeah, but even time. that didn't even budge him no there's no sort of meaning to the shots and honestly it, i think he punches maybe like a middleweight in terms of being a heavyweight he doesn't very they don't even all, like they don't it, like usually you see the nice slow mo replay and you see the face rippling and all like that. It, it's like it's like a little pillow fight. Yeah. I don't know if you he, worry from he needs to wear points. small he needs to wear smaller gloves. He needs to he needs to get in touch with Margarita. Yeah, I was gonna say he needs those cement, doesn't he, from Margarita. You'd worry from against some of the other guys like Joshua yeah. or whatever, if you can't get the power to keep him honest. We won't say too long on this, but I don't know if you've seen the latest rankings. Um Cotto Margarito three looks like it's a possibility. I, I shit you not. Who did he beat someone the other day controversially? Carson Jones. Carson Jones. Now there is two shot guys. And he robbed him other. as well. He yeah, I heard that was a robber robber yeah. as well, so not quite sure you can justify cutting Margarita free. Margarita other than everyone wanting to see him get shit pushed in again. Margarita's got nothing to lose either. He can fully get the gloves loaded, put his like some stem cells in his head to get some he's like head made out of bricks. <laughs> He can butt him. He can hit him low. <laughs> all for the all for the Mexican paying crowd over the Puerto Ricans. Is that how we do it in Puerto do lo- Rico? Do love a Mexico versus Puerto Rico rivalry. Absolutely, yeah. Those, those two don't like each other. Um, moving on from that, then to well, actually, we kind of cover the World Boxing Super Series and what we've had so far. Mm. Super middleweight one. It's been Smith Scogland, and is that it so far? Yeah, obviously you right coming yeah. up this weekend. So that's it so far. That I still haven't seen it fully. You said that was a good fight. Yeah, yeah, it was a very good fight. Um, so in the cruiserweight one, then we had Huck Usyk, which was a good fight. Good fight. We then good. had um, Dorsikos against Kudryashov, which was <laughs> crazy. <laughs> I've still not gotten over Kudryashov's face. Neither has he when he got knocked down. I've seen so many tweets of. Um, when you wake up on Monday morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saw some grumpy person saying it's so disrespectful. People putting a boxer's face out there when they're in distress. Come on. Come on. <laughs> People do it to Khan and we have to put up with it. People do it to Groves <laughs> and we have to put up with it. People can cope when it's to Kudryashov, for God's sake. <laughs> he doesn't um, know the type of gets his feelings so easy. No. I'm sure and then okay. we had um, Breedis against Perez, which oh, was... God. One of the worst fights I can think of in recent memory. For a while, wasn't it? It was. It was like everything bad about a potential cruiserweight fight. Really. Yeah, it was like a bad Ward fight. Yeah. Imagine Bre- Ward if he'd stepped up against Breedis. It would have just been a clinch fest. I don't know where oh. this thing's come from that Breedis is an exciting fighter. No. Because the Breedis Huck fight was awful as well. Yeah, and he can obviously punch, but he's not a ridiculous. No. He's not cleaning people out. Him versus Usyk is going to be horrible. 
Yeah, absolutely. He's just going to... He's just going to have to try and clinch his way through it. He needs that ref from Saturday. Oh my God, that ref. Jesus. I thought he was right to dock a point because of the severity of the head clash. Because of the cut that he left. And I thought it had hampered him that much that it kind of warranted the point taken off. But right. then for him to not warn him about pushing the head down at all, Every he got away time. with it. Yeah. And then he was eventually docked for holding, which was fair, but he could have been docked about five rounds sooner. Why do it at the end? Yeah, It was one of them where he can then say, well, I did do it, but yeah. he can do it when he knows it's going to make no difference yeah. at all. Passionate crowd as well behind it, so he probably, they probably thought... I don't know what I they were watching, because they were cheering clinches. They were going nuts, weren't they? Yeah. <laughs> Big in Latvia. Um, yeah, it was an awful fight to watch, wasn't it? Wards should have gone to Latvia sooner. They would have absolutely loved it. <laughs> My boy Mike Perez fell short, unfortunately. But yeah, I was I was going to mention this. I was just going to say with them kind of just cheering on their own. Um, have you seen this new South Park trailer where they basically got this advert and they they say about whether white people can be offended, and so they do tests to see whether <laughs> they've got like two percent Mexican in them, <laughs> and then the people are honestly, you don't know my struggle. I'm two percent Mexican, <laughs> <laughs> and they go on like that. It, it's class. That's quite good. Hard to watch that. Um, so if we look ahead to this weekend, if we do Crawler Burns first, and then we'll go with um, the Creme de la Creme after if Eubank yielded him. Crawler Burns, I don't think I've cared less about a Sky <laughs> main event in a long time. No. I like Crawler. I'm not too enamoured with Burns. What I did like of him was taken away when he robbed... Relic, was it? Or yeah. Was it, was it? No, was it Relic? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. When he robbed Relic and then went on like it was a deserved obvious win. Yeah. It completely swept under the carpet. Yeah. Um, so that, that kind of that didn't sit well with me. So I think Crawler takes it and we've said it a lot recently. It's almost like a catchphrase that we've been saying of a fight to see who's less shot. Yeah. But this genuinely does seem like one of those fights. A little bit. Is it it's at one forty, isn't it? Yeah. My fancy burns a little bit more at one forty. Well, they they've said it's an it's an eliminator of some sort. Oh God. Well, Crawford's he's vacated one belt already, hasn't he? If he vacates all the belts, which is what they're potentially talking about. Josh Taylor's going to get one of them belts quick. Should they? Shouldn't he? He's yeah. got Miguel Vasquez. That's yeah. signed. We're going to get on to the uh, cyclone situation well, yeah, after the this. So. Um, but that's that's a win at someone who was world class, maybe a little bit over the hill now, but that's a good name and then I think ready to go into one of them. So are you going with Burns then or I just think when things weren't going his way in the Indongo fight, he looked like he just didn't want to be there compared to Crawler who, despite being outclassed in the Linares fight, was still there. He wasn't doing much, but he could still clearly trying to do something. And it just seemed like he wanted to be there more than yeah. Burns wanted to be there. Yeah, I, I think I might give him the nod on that basis on the fact I think he's a bit fresher and wants to be there a bit more and could have big nights future-wise. Well, I'm not sure Ricky Burns other than a cash out against Josh Taylor. And he's got Gallagher in his corner. That's it. Down the stretch. You know what Joe's plan will be. Um, it's a weird one, aren't they? They're actually quite similar type of fighters, I think, in many ways. Cause both box a bit. Both yeah. not... Massive punches, we can punch a little bit, but both are just going to mainly outwork you. We, so if you're trying to outwork each other, 
this than... this isn't one that's going to happen now, and even if it does, it wouldn't be as good as it could have been. But I'm just interested in your take on this. Terry Flanagan put um, a thing out the other day calling out Linares, saying a battle to see who's the best at the weight. <laughs> and there was a load of replies saying, you're not even the best in Manchester. But I don't know about you, if we were to see Crawler against Flanagan, I would have my money on Flanagan. I think the smarter money is on him. And star-wise, I think he's is a good match for him. It is literally just that he's not known at all. But one's the, with match room, one's with Frank. Yeah, and the replies were like, it was like a convinced reply, like, come on, you're not even the best in Manchester. Yeah, yeah, because he's got no profile, so yeah. people don't think about it, which is harsh. But They're still following him, though, which is like... <laughs> yeah. What happened to you? What happened to who's back your own? <laughs> the Manchester way, supposedly. Either, either way, the losers just kind of a cash out. I could see like they'll farm Burns up to Taylor, or they'll give maybe give Crawford to Flanagan. If then Hearn's probably done with him then. So you think yeah. we'll have a build it as a United against City type of thing? I think. I think he might put the. I think he might put the winner in with Campbell to try and boost Campbell. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. And, and if it is an eliminator, then Campbell straight back in. Yeah. Um, bells. So if we uh, move on then from there to Eubank Yildrim, and then we've got a, cu- a couple of other things to tie up that yeah. we've just been waiting to talk about. I can't claim to be an expert on Yildrim. I'm not sure about you. I hear from, mixed stories. Yeah, I just hear of him being this tough, exciting, high-volume puncher, happy to have a war. Bit of a monster. The thing is, horrible inspiring apparently, but he's always not, inspiring stories. He's not been hit by anyone who he should be worried about being hit by. Yeah, and Eubank Junior isn't so much someone that you'd be scared to be hit by, but it's more the fact of you can't ride out the punch because you've been hit by one and then you're hit by about eight after it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And being hit by a punch when you're knackered and out of breath compared to you're fresh or yeah. it's very different I think the smart money for the Super Series is on Eubank Jr and if I had to pick a winner I'd pick Groves but the money where you can get about 8-1 to one yeah, on Eubank Jr and his tools are exactly what I would say you need to beat Smith or Groves so yeah. it's a weird thing and I think Eubank is someone who I have admitted that I am quite a fan of but he seems like he's not so much someone that cares about your game plan because he's confident that he can implement his no matter what you do. Yeah. And I think the fighters in this tournament, there's no one there that he's for 12 rounds going to be able to stop him implementing his game plan. Unless you wipe him out, which yeah. isn't going to be easy to do. No. He's and even there, I think you need to put a dominant display on him to wipe him out. Yeah, yeah. One, because he's going to get back to the locker room and then he's going to have the exact same from his dad. <laughs> and two, just, I don't think that's in him. Just, I said it with Kevin Lee earlier. When you speak to him, you can hear it in his voice that he genuinely believes every single thing that he's saying. Yeah. And this is what I said to him. I said, do you prep for an opponent or do you kind of prep on the basis of I can implement my style? And it might be sound pretty generic as to what everyone does, but he said he preps to find the holes in their game as to how he can implement his rather than forge a whole game plan outside of what he does yeah. to do it. So 
rather than box on the back foot, he would check to see that you throw the same free punch combo and then you take a step back and then he steps in and he puts you on the back foot kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So that that was quite interesting because I've wondered that with fighters before, how much... Because some fighters do seem quite arrogant in the way that they would believe someone can't possibly put their style on them so they would just prep for yeah. their own style on the basis of this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. Kind of like Mayweather, that would seem like he's so content with what he knows he can do that he would just prep, this is what I'm going to do, it's going to work. It's not a bad thing when you're no, as good as he is. but though, maybe not it? him but in particular. Someone but not as good as of, him can't. Remember. Maybe like Crawford. Crawford could be a good example that yeah. he's so good at everything that I feel like, does he prep for a particular opponent or probably just not, prep for what he's going to do? Yeah, probably not. Um, so we... Are we I think we were both go with a Eubank win, weren't we? Just yeah, you know, we're gonna watch together. So we're gonna watch Eubank over Crawler Burns, aren't we? Oh yeah, because like, that fight, Eubank. To be fair, even though sometimes the Abraham one's a prime example where you see one round, you feel like you've seen all of them, but you know what you're gonna get. You're not gonna see a slow tempo. He's always going to push the fight, and it just relies on the other person being See willing they're to do, do that back. And this guy looks like he's going to—he can't fight any other way no. other than the most ridiculous thing is think. that it's an Englishman against a Turk in Stuttgart. Stuttgart yeah, it doesn't make any it makes sense. no sense. But no, they could have built this in London quite easily, yeah, or, or wherever. Route. Definitely, because but... like we said before, London and the UK comes out for Eubank Junior. Yeah, he's and he's growing. So yeah. this is kind of a bit of almost stunting it a little bit. Because it's growing more and more each ITV thing. Yeah. It's a shame that Groves is fighting the week after because it would have been good to have him ringside. I imagine they'll put Eubank ringside for Groves the week after. That's it. So that kind of, that'll sell itself then. Um, but there was a thing um, at the Eubank-Abraham fight where Groves was there, where he was sat on the front row. Yeah. And uh, on his way out, Eubank walked past him and he didn't say anything until he got kind of right there and he grinned and he just said, you're next. And then walked past, didn't stop for a conversation, just said it. Yeah. And he just does exude that confidence where you can't help but believe what he's telling you. Have you um, seen the Eubanks on the ring mat after in the, like, the interview where he starts calling out Groves? Because um, Groves obviously there as an analyst. No, I haven't, no. <laughs> they just start talking. And there's been a few videos online saying like Groves is like shook or whatever, which isn't true at all, but then you saw some of the other reactions. Because Eubank Senior starts talking as well, and Junior starts talking, and Groves does this little smirk to this guy off camera. This just obviously is just like laughing at him. Yeah. Where he's just obviously because they're a pair of salesmen, but yeah, he's just obviously laughing at it and probably thinking, "I'm having a great time." Well, here. like but, I said to you, where where I shot it, where Groves was sat just in front of me for that fight, <laughs> and I really wanted to. I feel like with some fighters, I'm more than happy to ask for a picture, either because. I don't think they've got it in them to say no or I'm not too fussed about pissing them off that like with Hay where I've pestered him for a picture I know that he's not particularly he's not someone that you look at some fighters you think I'd love to chill out with them and have a pint or whatever he's not one because you wouldn't get a word in and I don't feel he's not going to buy you a round (laughs) (laughs) wow and so I wasn't too bad because I didn't think my opinion of him was going to change much, regardless of how I reacted. But with Groves, I was, didn't want to. I didn't want to piss him off, and then 
me like, like what the first time I spoke to you, Bank, where I came off and I was proper gutted after, like, oh, this 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 thing's just gone and we're gross. I didn't want him to go, yeah, right, okay, or I don't really like to do that, mate, or something like that. Don't and meet I, your heroes, yeah, type of thing. And I would have, I would have been quite set back, and I was quite worried about that. <laughs> and I, so I didn't want to do it, but it was quite cool just seeing his like body language and the way he is yeah. and he did just look like the most chilled out chilled out bloke in the venue just kind of leaning back and just watching it I and, think he is isn't he and he didn't look too phased with anything there I think he knows that he's that much bigger than Eubank and he we say about fighters fighting to their size and he does that doesn't he he fights well for being a big guy the way he fights like a big guy for the weight I think we'll come on to his fight later on yeah. uh, next week when we're sure. But um, he said about Cox and then about Eubank as well. He just said they're both not yeah. super middles. He said Cox, he thinks he could make light middle if he wanted to. Yeah. And he said with Eubank, he said if you can make middle, then you're probably a middleweight. Yeah. So you probably don't deserve to be at super middle. But Whereas Groves could make. Groves ain't yeah. making middleweight if he, <laughs> no. you know. If and he, he could, you wouldn't look small. He'd be a standard light yeah. heavy, wouldn't he? So. Yeah, but we'll come on to that. I think yeah. Eubank, I think if Yildrum is kind of as tough as maybe people think, that it'll probably be a decision. But it should be entertaining while it lasts. Yeah, it sounds like... I don't know how to say this. The more Yildrum does well, it almost plays more into what Eubank does well. Yeah. And Eubank did say to me, he said, people forget that he can box just because yeah. of how he fights. And you yeah. bring this up quite a lot. That in his early fights, he was seen as like this boxer. Yeah, and the guy who couldn't really punch that much. And he said that. He said that usually fighters, when they say they just want to put on an exciting fight, means they can't really do any other way. Yeah. But I think he can. Maybe if it's a bit stranger to him now, but I think he is capable, he said, if he has to go looking for, if Yildrim's going to run, then he said he'll box his way in and he'll just win a decision. He said he doesn't care as long as he gets the win because the Groves fight is the one he wants. That's the carrot, isn't it? Yeah. He has been quite open in saying he's the man. To yeah, he's the man I want as well. So that's why I was overlooking it. But no, because that's why I wondered. Is. I said, was was it annoying to have to kind of have to do this one? Is it like a chore? Because well, I knew what I signed up for when I went into the tournament. So yeah, yeah, exactly. And he wouldn't have been having Groves no. now anyway. So it's I'm good still, to build up. I'm still skeptical of him pulling him out of the tournament when he knows that he could get about ten times more for fighting Groves outside of this tournament. But you think he will? I hope a not. lot of people were saying he'll not. pull out. We'll cross we'll cross that when we get to it. We got plenty more to do. So we mentioned the cyclone thing. If we go on to that now, Exodus. What on earth is going on? We've got Frampton's left gone to Frank Warren. That's the big one. That could be a separate thing in itself that we could talk about. We've got Comrade Cummins go where I think he would just carry Frampton's coat to wherever <laughs> he's going. <laughs> carry his bags for him. Um, we've got. Taylor uh, left. Josh Taylor, where apparently what he's going to do is he's going to see out this last fight on his Cyclone deal, and then he's got a deal already in place to be announced as an MTK fighter. What on earth? Where my thinking here, when I was thinking about this earlier, is if Crawler beats Burns, then there's a Scottish market open in Hearn's stable. Mm, yeah. And I think the allure's there, because Josh Taylor, as much as his style is exciting... I think maybe you should learn from the example of Frampton and Selby that signing with an American promoter, you're not going to be there as one of their flagship guys. And signing with Hearn, as much as we slate him, the thing with Hearn is we can slate him for what he does badly and we can praise him for what he does well. And 
Hearn having him as his flagship guy in Scotland, he would absolutely kill it because they love him already. And that's the Cyclone shows, which are quite amateurish in comparison yeah. to the... I was say the production. I don't really like saying that, but it basically it is. is the production it, it is, of yeah. the Hearn shows. Everything feels so much more professional there. Everything's run so much more smoothly. Yep. Whether you like to admit it or not, that is true. And I think we'll see Hearn react differently to the O'Hara Davis fight if he does uh, sign Josh Taylor. <laughs> it's funny you should say, actually, because I saw an interview with Hearn the other day where he was talking up Taylor. Yeah. So it would Yeah, it would I think I saw sense. the same one where he's like, there's no shame in it. There's no, he's a special talent. Yeah, you see his look and he's like, yeah. Josh Taylor's a very, very good fight. And he's fought. You weren't really <laughs> saying that before. And so it'd make a lot of sense. He is potentially a world-class talent in a Scottish... And a whole thing that we could route. do separately is, which I do want to do in depth, so we'll maybe save it just to say the point, is I think Hearn's stable gets worse the closer you look at it. Because when AJ goes, I don't. I think he's gonna have to revert back to what he was doing before. Yeah, with lesser shows, with better cards, which could work well, or it could have more shows with just shit cards. Yeah, no, it's something I've thought myself. So we'll yeah. discuss that. Um, so if sure. we then move on then to another fight Hearn has made, we've got Hey Bellew two, oh, well, which has well. been made for December seventeenth. We called it a freak show before. Let's do a freak show now. We're still going to try and get tickets, so... <laughs> Don't judge us. Yeah, we'll take that at the occasion before we even uh, do it, but I think it had to be made. I don't. I see people slating the rematch. I don't really have any issue with there being a rematch when there was such a inconclusive yeah, it was. ending. It was more competitive than we thought. Yeah. It's The grudge is still there. I was a bit annoyed with they were so pally-pally after. That's soon gone. Bow, you got that out of the window because I didn't yeah. see Hay say anything, and then Bow, you just started going in on him. Literally a couple of days later, <laughs> just started going in. You thought, okay. Did you see the whole? Apparently, one of the things in the negotiation, which despite what Bellew says, is it had to be called Bellew Hay too. Yeah, yeah. Hayes made his own poster for this, where he's called it <laughs> Hay Bellew Two <laughs> for the production of it. <laughs> and that's just that's just him all over. That really is. But he's in a strange way. He's. A little bit like Groves, and I suppose maybe Groves maybe learned a bit from him, in that he's very good at getting people's under under people's skin without even really trying to. Like, see, like things like that just rile people. Him's like he'll break news on Twitter that Hearn would normally be yeah. breaking, and they'll say, "Oh, he's childish or stupid or whatever." But you just know that does rile them. <laughs> yeah. Well, the the thing with um, him is, like we said with uh, Groves, you'd almost rather he was straight up being a bellend and not doing it slyly. We mentioned the example of the Martin Murray thing all the time where he was like, I mean, come on, he, he, is, he is a great fighter, but you look at what he's maybe done wrong sometimes and I don't want to be disrespectful, but... Yeah, he's like, oh, he's had some great World Tough. I was yeah. obviously lost all three. And, and, then... and, and hey, hey, in this one, it already is like, I said you'd have to win the lottery to win the first fight. He's won the lottery. You don't win the lottery twice, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's going to be some shameless um, salesmanship in this, isn't there? The early thing I'm worried about is... As much as we love Hay, you can't trust him too much. Absolutely not. And him saying my body's in better condition than ever, I find hard to believe. It was it was impossible to believe before the first one, and it obviously wasn't true. Yeah. So this you can't, yeah, you can't really take him at his word. Um, and he's obviously still just hunting the Joshua fight. Yeah, which I, I don't think even he probably <laughs> thinks he's going to win. He probably just thinks, well, it's going to be a hell of a payday. 
I think he could convince himself. I think I can do if this. If he stays fully fit, he can. But I can do this where I don't believe so, but I'll say it that much that I can convince myself that it is true. I've done it with Arsenal before. You've done it with a lot of things. You're, you're a little bit I did with Kevin Lee this weekend. Yeah, yeah That's exactly. not quite as out, outlandish, but... No. Yeah, I can... If you say certain enough, you believe it. And as a fighter, I think Hayes' ego is that much that he can't possibly believe straight up that another man is better than him. Certainly not. Which, so he shouldn't. But even with the AJ thing, I think even he believes I'm the, I'm the man here. All it takes is me to win this and I'm back. I think he does also still think he's 30 years old rather than 37 as he is now. Yeah. I think he's on at the Parker fight. Yeah, he's kind of talked about it, haven't they? Yeah. Even the Wilder fight. Oh God. Yeah. The thing. The thing it's is very dangerous if you do want the AJ yeah. fight, though. The thing is, I think he the, just wants a. Payday. I think he just wants a heavyweight title. Just. I think it's all about how he's. Re- I don't know. Actually, I was going to say he does want that cash as well. Yeah, but I do think a lot of it is about how he's remembered for Hay, and I think the thought of him being remembered as the guy who lost a Bellew. Oh, he doesn't want that. Oh. So even I don't think a win's good enough for him. I think he, he said. I think he quite literally wants to see Bellew twitching on the canvas. Yeah, I think he said, didn't he? He said, unless I knock him out, it doesn't doesn't count. I'm gonna I jack it in if I don't. Which believe it when you see it. I know we're a yeah. boxer, but yeah, it's the biggest question for me in this one is: he gonna be anywhere near fully fit getting in there? Can he get through a training camp without getting injured? I'm not sure. I believe he can. Are we both on the Hay Express again? Again? Yeah. Were you the first time? I was, and then halfway through the fight, I convinced myself, you know, this wouldn't be so bad if <laughs> Belly wins here. Yeah, and then you realise Belly's reaction afterwards. Then Belly, Bel End, as Hay called him, saying, I could beat Ward, I could step <laughs> up, and I could beat Wilder, I could beat Parker. Oh, oh God, it's, it's bad, isn't it? The thing that kind of put it in perspective for me was... When White called him out, and I thought, who will I back in White against Bellew? Who would I think would win? And I would think the White would beat Bellew. And that put it all in perspective yeah. for me there. Yeah, exactly. She's talking about all these title fights. Yeah. You'd, you'd pick Dylan White to beat him, so... And that's it, not a slant on no, Dylan he's just White. Not, and Bellew's just not, not a heavyweight, is he? No. He's just not... The reason Hay gets away with it is just because he had speed and a monstrous yeah. punch. <laughs> That's that's how he got away with it before, and he maybe doesn't have those. And the now. thing is, Bellew says he hit me with his best shots. He didn't hit him with his best shots. Looking back, he didn't hit him with really a clean punch. Not really. He hit him with ones that were connecting, but they were grazing off the gloves first. He hit, he hit him with some clean ones, but his feet were never planted. No, which is why you think we don't that know. Injury yeah. started early before the fight because yeah. he never had his feet set. After about one round, we were like, "What is going on?" He was just swinging, wasn't he? And we think, yeah, we were. Yeah, very confused. There was something I missed from the start, yeah. really. So it's gonna be, it's gonna be interesting. The thing is, all we want is fights where we don't know who's gonna win beforehand. Yep. And so no slant with this. Bit weird. It's on a Sunday. Yep. Got to get the Monday off work. Yeah, if we can get the tickets. The thing is, what can I say? We may have to StubHub it if we don't get these tickets. <laughs> oh no, no! Don't which, say that on air. Which will be about triple the price. Don't say that on air. Oh, I'm usually quite good with getting them, but the thing is, they're on AXS, who I can quite are the shittiest website for tickets. <laughs> they make you join a queue beforehand, and then 
the queue just basically gets shuffled when you get to the front, and so they just let anyone through, and so you can queue up for the whole time, and then it just doesn't matter at all. I'm going to try Fight Pass, which was a ridiculous thing by Matchroom, because every time I go on, they say my details don't work. Yeah. And I emailed them beforehand, even this time. You say every time it's going to work. I know it's not going to. Can you give me a temporary thing in advance? Because I really want these tickets. Yeah. And if I phone up, they're going to be gone. It went quickly the first time. I don't know if last time is going to make them sell quicker, or if it's going to make it less appealing. I, f- I can see quicker. That's... It's pretty much the same, at least, but between now and then, they'll sell it, and the controversy, the, only hope is the that injury, and they'll sell it. Is that, that it's close to Christmas factor kicks in, and not the, I want to, I'm going to treat myself for Christmas? I think that would be the one, yeah, little one the week before Christmas. But Yeah, oh, it, is, it is tough, it is tough. So, just finally then, if we do this for our little boxer segment, because we've been going for nearly 40 minutes. Um... Jacobs is signed with Matchroom. Good or a bad move on his part? Good. I think it's smart as well. I think it's showing an awareness that a lot of Americans don't. If you look at what the UK scene, as everyone's kind of saying about how it's yeah. booming or whatever, become a little bit of a catchphrase. But it is true. Boxing is in a good place in the UK and I think better than it is in America. I think stars are actually getting bred here. I don't think they necessarily are over there. That's the f- I think, I think like- Jacobs can become... Both sides of the Atlantic are well, I think the, the, Hearn said the plan is for him still to be fighting in America. Yeah. But I had an example in my head, but I can't really think of one. But maybe even Dave Allen is a prime example. That if you put someone with a story or personality in front of the camera to the British public, then people are going to get behind him. Yeah. And so people are going to get behind Danny Jacobs one because Hearn is going to rinse this story yep. he actually said in that first interview I don't think enough people know his story <laughs> I think everyone knows Danny Jacobs yeah. story he beat cancer if no one here actually does know <laughs> but so that's going to be flung out there Yeah, I, I can see Hearn being shameless and saying if you support people then this is the guy you need to tune in to see and things like that he, def- he definitely will he'll sell, as we've said he'll say he won the Golovkin fight yeah, so it was close. It was, he's kind of got the look, I guess. I should, I should say, you haven't said it. You said, but just as it was about to be announced, I bet we'll see now that he says um, he had him winning the Golovkin fight. <laughs> His first interview, I had to ring you up because he was like, "You know what? I didn't win in the Golovkin fight." <laughs> he is absolutely. He shameless. said, "You know what? I didn't win in the Golovkin fight, which, by my book, makes him the best middleweight in the world." <laughs> Yeah, that's that's what he does. He said um, he's looking at the Golovkin Canelo fight, and then someone said, "What about the Lemieux fight?" And he said that appeals. Um, I've actually seen who he's fighting. It's a guy I haven't heard of, but he has a decent-ish record. November the eleventh okay. in New York. Um, it gets him as being the main guy for someone because for um, anyone else, he's not going to be the main guy. Jacobs. Yeah. Yeah, he's kind of his. His way into America, I think, is the way Hearn sees it. I think it's a good way in. I think there's big fights to be made for him, bigger than what he's had already. And I think you can build him as he does have good knockout power, can box, so you can kind of build a start there. Potentially. Someone said the first fight he needs to make is Andy Lee in New York. Oh, wow. Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. So there's plenty to be done there. And, I Andy do... Lee's literally just waiting for a fight yeah, I do think the issue is 
with his age, he I'm going to say he's chinny still, despite the fact he did go those rounds with Golovkin. He Jacobs. is hurt, yeah. Okay. And I think you're going to have to be very careful with how you match him because this train could derail before you it gets to where you want it to be. Okay. I didn't see it going down that route. Well, the, there was the one with that swings back where he got dropped by Sergio, uh, Sergio Mora. I think people, yeah, look at that thing and but, worry. And it's not just that, but I just think with his age, with I'll say with what he's been through, I think that it's he's not someone where you can put him in with people below his level and you can sit there comfortably watching it because I think there is room for error there. Mm. And so... He's definitely a great one to have. It's definitely. I thought he'd start off far worse. I thought he would start off by just putting one of his guys as a headline guy in America, and it was just a route for him to get AJ over there and not have to sell him out to someone else. Yeah, is he going to sign Gerald Miller? Is that? Well, the thing, the thing, the thing with Gerald, that, the thing with Gerald Miller is, I've been saying this a lot today. It sounds like I'm just trying to name drop him. I spoke to Gerald Miller about <laughs> two months ago. Number one. And I couldn't put the interview out because the quality was so bad. Yeah. He had a bad experience with a previous promoter, so he actually promotes himself. Okay. And he has his own promotional company, he has his own like fighters, and he said he'd never work with a promoter again. So I think if anything it'll be a co promotion and um Gerald Miller um works with a lot of young heavyweights and young people from New York, so maybe he might just work with them to fill his cards okay. out. Kind of like um where David Hay was working with Goodwin to sell his undercards. Yeah. So I think it might work more like that. Because I did see her in an interview get asked about yeah. John Miller, and he said, oh, we'll have an announcement about that. Yeah, so I think it's going to be, he's so. going to be on the card, and he's going to be a co-promotion, maybe. Okay. That would make more sense to me. Yeah. Again, another route in. They'll yeah. probably try and sell Miller, AJ, I'm sure, at some point yeah. down the line, won't they? He can talk a bit, so. Yeah. Once again, it's one of the uh, worst times of the season, and we have the international break, which again. has come around again. Um, so, looking ahead, I thought this was probably the best time to do this. Looking ahead to the World Cup next year, I thought if we go, kind of go through the England national pool and who we think should be in the squad, who our first eleven would be, and what our expectations would be okay. for um, the tournament, now that it's just down to us people are still stuck with us from the last segment there's no one else coming to save them um start off with keepers i don't know about you i probably think it's time to drop hart i wouldn't trust i wouldn't trust joe hart in the liverpool goal i don't think <laughs> he's had enough chances now yeah absolutely i think his confidence is well he he used to have this thing where i thought he was hard done by i i think he was for a little bit in fairness to him i think he was but maybe that's played a part in his confidence kind of spiraling downwards. Because yeah. at one point I was thinking he's not that bad. No, he just maybe me, wasn't yeah. quite as good initially as people were making out. So therefore, and the World Cup, every goal we conceded, I'm not going to say it was exclusively his fault, but that free kick from Bale, which he let in from about 50 yards out. Yeah, watched it all the way. Should have done better. Um, the goal against Iceland, which he could have parried out and then didn't. Yeah. Um, just about literally, I think every goal that he conceded. So. I think he's maybe both benefited from and had a bit of a problem by the fact that he's been the number one and there's not really been anyone else for quite a while. Yeah. And now you've got good young keepers that are playing regularly. 
that probably should be there ahead of him now. So I think that's kind of essentially what we're alluding to, isn't it? So if we say, who would we start? So just go through the other keepers, then we have Pickford, Forster, Butland, Ben Foster. I think it's Butland time. A little bit biased because he was on loan at Cheltenham. But so this, um, this is the thing because without seeing them, we kind of see them every now and then when they're the game that's on TV, and then most of the time it's match of the day. So yeah, one of the things is match of the day isn't so watched anymore because you can see every goal in a matter of seconds after it's gone in. So there's no real unless you're exclusively sitting down to watch match of the day. I don't know if there's any appeal now because. Did I, did I, was it you who said you saw someone say like I can't wait to watch Match of the Day later or, no something's like I'll wait till you see this on Match of the Day yeah. later it's like well no one waits to no. watch something on Match of the Day later which is a little bit sad that yeah so you would start um, but no, I think, I'm not sure about Forster because I feel like maybe his reputation is better than how good he actually is yeah I quite I like he's good but I quite like it the thing about him is how intimidating he looks to play in front of because of how big he is. The fact that he's big, I think it's half his... Because whenever he plays Arsenal, I always dread it because he <laughs> always has a worldie against us. And he, he's just so big. It must be so horrible when you're running in a goal against him. Uh, yeah, And when he does have a good day, he is like almost like, unbeatable. But he has got a few mistakes in him. And I think the other guys are a bit younger as well. Uh, yeah, this is Pifford the, and Button. One, one of the things um, with these other keepers is I don't think there's too much hype on them. So they... Mm. As soon as one of them goes to number one, there probably will be. But it doesn't look like he's actually going to get rid of Hart anytime soon. No, I feel like these qualifiers are a good time to break yeah. them in and give them some even experience then, playing for England and you even, can see what yeah, they do. Even then you don't know too much, do you? Because they're just playing against shites every single time. Yeah, a little bit. But part of it is just getting used to playing at Wembley, playing yeah. in the English shirt, and sometimes playing teams where maybe they might only have like two shots or something, but you'll get it. Whereas in the Prem... For the teams they're playing for, they're probably going to be facing fairly yeah. regular. Sort of yeah, I probably wouldn't be opposed to Butland, as you said. Uh, Foster's quite old now, isn't he? Yeah, ben Foster. But not like old for a keeper, not, not sure. bad old, but I think he's 30... yeah, I'm, I'm not sure you'd have him as your number one. No. He retired from international duty. Well, oh, well, has he? he? Yeah. Back in the day, I think he's kind of back now because he yeah. potentially could get a shirt. Yeah, I get what you mean. It kind of says something about what how he used yeah. shirt. So I think Pitford's done... So as, okay as well. So so as your three, would you take Pickford, Forster, Butler? Is Hart that bad, or would you take Hart, Pickford, and Butland? I would probably, from here on out, just pick Butland, um, Pickford, and Forster. Yeah, but if, if the tournament was tomorrow, maybe put Hart in. Just if one of the goalies does have a bit of a crisis, then maybe he's got the more experience. But yeah, I think it's wishful thinking to just think Hart is just going to be completely eradicated, isn't I th- it? I think dropping him now, Hart's the type who will come back motivated and could potentially have a good second half of the season, yeah. at which point you may be taken. So I don't think it'd be a bad thing. Dropping he's not him having any favours done playing behind a West Ham defence. <laughs> this is the other thing. It is, yeah. as a goalie, you are limited in what you can, the impact yeah. you can have. If your team is shot, you will concede goals. And in that West Ham team, he will. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, what we're doing here is picking who we feel. So yeah, exactly. We can't take into account too much what Southgate's going to do, but I do think the other keepers are going to have to put in a serious display to dislodge Hart because it does look like he's quite firmly placed. It does seem to trust him, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, See so if we go on to left back. So, kind of the main guys we've got are Leighton Baines, if you still consider him up there, uh, Luke Shaw. Bertrand and uh, Danny Rose. Yeah. 
Um, who would who would you go with? I'm quite interested, actually. Well, Luke Shaw before got injured was actually looking really good. People forget that, and ever since because he got slated by Mourinho, he's kind yeah. of just been forgotten about a little bit. It's actually endeared me to him a bit more because <laughs> I actually felt quite bad for him. It was the only time I've seen the manager come out this way. I thought. Why are you even getting yeah. it? Because even when he came on and had that good game, didn't he, from Sutton? He was like, well, I told him what to do. It wasn't his footballing brain. He's basically, I just ran it for him, which yeah. I've never heard him say about anyway. It was probably kind of targeting him. Um, so if he put a good run together, I think he's in for a good shout. Uh, for now, I think you've got to have Danny Rose there, really. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with Danny Rose I as well. I think he is... He was solid for Spurs for the well, first half of last season. I know he got injured. Has, has the Leighton Baines mystique gone now? Yeah, completely. He's literally a penalty taker, like the laps of throwing... Yeah, a bit of a free kick. Um, I've maintained. I don't as quick as he was, legs gone a bit. Well, I've maintained with him. He looks like he smells. I've said <laughs> what this. What you said? Every the time. He just does. He looks, he like, just he looks like he smells. Um, I think they're pushing him as like some sort of Arctic monkey. So yeah. He's got friends with Alex Turner. Yeah. Let's get on to right back before we tackle the centre backs because that could be quite a uh, meaty discussion. <laughs> um, so the only real two options are Walker and Klein, unless you can think of. Um, I'm not putting Callum Chambers in the bracket. Oh, fucking God, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, Walker, I think he's done picked that way. He left off really at City. Really left at Spurs. He has been very good. Yeah, I feel like it's quite conclusively Walker's position now. Yeah, definitely at the minute. Um, we won't Klein's mention his like... birds because we know what she did. <laughs> Klein's like injured, not playing at the minute. Um, Trent at Liverpool. Alexander-Arnold. He's yeah, not a bad well. chat, yeah. Um, he looks a very good young player. If you think you might want to give him a chance, he's playing ahead of Klein. Get Ox a right wing back. I feel like it's a matter of time before we end up doing that. Before we slot Milner in there again. What formation would we say? Because I think three at the back isn't really how England are going to go. Like for my base of doing it, I considered a four-two-three-one because I thought that was something that I've seen England play before. But it's I'm, a weird one. I feel like three-five-two or how it becomes it, could work very well. It could, but With I'm Walker, not sure. Rose. Yeah, I'm just not sure. England don't seem like they're going to go with that. So. I don't think they're going. So in terms of starting eleven, that's why I was thinking. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think it's Walker's position to lose now. I think they're certain about in this season. He just seems so much more likable. <laughs> not really sure. You're what, shameless. Not really sure You're what it shameless. is. Um, so now, if we say kind of the deep midfield, if we were to have two players there, we're going to ignore centre centre backs in case. Oh yeah, centre backs. I mean, it's probably not worth mentioning. Just worth the debate. But yeah, we will go centre backs. So the players I took down is kind of in contention. So I've got um, Cahill, Smalling, Jones, Keane, Stones, Holding, and Dyer. Have to get Rob Holding. Well, yeah, Holding. I, I will say I would I would bring in your squad. Because I feel just seeing him at Arsenal, he does it like someone who you're going to have in the future. So he could be someone good to keep in the mix. But I think it's more likely someone like Chambers gets brought along. Because Southgate does seem to really like Chambers. It must just go way over my head. He had a good couple of games when he first started for Arsenal. He had the Community Shield against City. Yeah, I remember. Um, But yeah, then he got ruined by Jefferson Montero. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, So just for me... I think I've made my point before that I would very quickly be moving away from the old players. So I wouldn't have Cahill in my team. Not in the squad though? I'd probably have him in the squad, but I feel like it's kind of one if you have him in the squad then you probably have to play him. But for me, I would be going Keen and Stones from here on out. Okay, I like it. I'm not opposed to Smallin being in there. I don't think Smallin's a bad player. I think he's good with the ball at his feet if that's the way you want to go. But 
I thought Keane and Stones could complement each other nicely because Keane's more of the... I think he can play with the ball at his feet, but he's more of a traditional... Yeah, than stones, so I think it could complement well there. Not bad with the bullets. He's left footed as well, Nicky. Yeah. So it's I just think right with, with Small in and Stones, it's not really good to have two ball playing defenders because then you do get a bit complicated. Small in a ball playing defender? Well, he's classed as. That's why you know, he passes it out from the back, but Christ, that's the thing. I don't know if I would want him and Stones next to each other. I'd probably, I think Keane's a bit more instinctive. Mm. I think. I like I like Stones and I think he's had a good season for City. I do feel that sometimes he needs looking after. Yeah. And I think I, I like Keane as well. Whether he's the guy to do that, I don't no, I don't really know. This At this the, stage as well. This is the thing these, which case these kind of partnerships should have been doing done f- yeah. for years. Yeah. And we've done this we've done topics about England, I'd say, about three, four times now. And it's been the same thing every single time that we've been saying we need to have a solid eleven that it's a shock when someone gets switched out of it. And a plan, a sort of a direction where yeah. you think they know where they're headed. We don't know our best team, we don't know our best formation. No, that's what I was about to say, we don't <laughs> know what formation we're playing. Every other is, yeah. team kind of has that at least nailed yeah. and, and its form is up for grabs, really. So how many centre-backs do you say you take? Probably three or four? I think you have to take four. So we. So, so what, would we, what would you say? Cahill, Small and Keen Stones? The would you take Phil, Phil Jones? Jones has started yeah. well this year. So I think potentially you could give a Jones and Stones partnership. Just to, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think if he carries on his form, he'll probably have to pick him because it's small in playing for United. No, He's and you said you need someone alongside Stones, and I'm not sure Jones is the guy for yeah, that. Exactly, yeah, because I quite like both of <laughs> them. But together, geez. imagine his face when Stones is passing it about. <laughs> you see that Stones doing a step over, and then Phil Jones is shocked face. <laughs> Right, so let, I think you have to have Kale in there because of his yeah, experience and he, he is solid enough Terry back in there if he has a good season for Villa people will call for it oh we need a leader we'll get Terry back in okay yeah. alright so let's get on to probably the deeper side of midfield um, Eric Dyer I feel is probably the first one you're going to have on there is even if he's been playing in defence for Spurs which part of the back three at times yeah and he's looked time pretty bad he's looked quite poor there but in terms of midfield, I do think you need him there. Shielding. Yeah, or the only thing, the only thing, my own, my main issue with him is when the game's going against him, I do see him just with stupid tackles, just like you're playing Sunday League and you're getting smashed for England. <laughs> there's, well, there's that one idiot who just boots people as they go past. <laughs> I feel that's him. I, I would, I maintain Wilshire. I would be a fit Wilshire. I he has to play though, doesn't he? This is the thing, and you're That's gonna you're gonna fun. laugh when I say this. I don't know how much you saw of the game against um, Bates or Bar. I heard good things from people. It wasn't so much because obviously the opposition was pretty poor, but yeah. it was the way he was picking out the spaces. He was dusting himself off when he got knocked down. He was just getting up rather than doing his He's trying to fight. Yeah, which up. obviously he did before he even came back for Arsenal he was sent off for fighting a 17 year old (laughs) (laughs) marriage has calmed him I know if an Italian supermodel he's married is it? oh wow Um, but he does seem like he's doing less of the trying to run between the gaps kind of thing because I think that's where he gets hurt where he niggles past someone and then he takes a knock to the side of his ankle or something like that 
he is always just. Uh, it's a shame because that's why I like him most. Yeah, drifting past people and stuff. I, I like think him. he is going to do it. But I think he's going to pick his moments mm. rather than just running with the ball. He look. I think his eye for a pass is so good that you can have him in deep where yeah. Dyer is going to take some of the pressure off him. You're not relying on him to score because that's not really his strong point. And he's almost in like a quarterback role where he can spread the passes and then you can rely on the people further forward that we're going to mention to do the work. Yeah. There was a goal, and I think it wasn't against anyone. I think it was like Slovakia away or something a couple of years back where he played a pass from inside his own half and then Ox nodded it on with the header, <laughs> if, you can, if you can remember it. No, I should be. It was, that's it a collector's was, item. It was from really deep and it was just a perfect pass and he just nodded it on. But it was, it was really nice. And I think that's the kind of thing you could have him doing. Where, because he is, I was going to use the word tenacious. I feel quite like a classic commentator. Making there. excuses, <laughs> but he well. he is quite that kind of player. He's going to put himself about, mm. and I think he's not shy of getting involved. And then if you need him to do that, you can. But Dyer's then going to take some of that pressure the off. Physical him. stuff. And Dyer isn't someone who's going to be spraying the passes about. So it's kind of like the the thing they have with Kante in midfield at Chelsea, where he can win the ball and he gives it to someone who can do the work with it. A little bit though, and Liverpool have Mascherano and Alonso. If Mascherano break up the play, give yeah. it to Xabi, he'll do the... Exactly. Well, not that, quite the same sort of quality no. at this point. <laughs> and I think that could work, because um, Xabi oh. couldn't tie Welsh's boots. <laughs> you clown. Um, yeah, I've always said I like Welsh further forward myself. I think he can do the job you said there. Like he can, the, he can. I just, I just... I think if you were to see his full strengths, I think yeah. almost, maybe number 10 almost, in terms of... I agree. The passes he picks out, he, he can pick out lovely through balls to be. He could be making like the killer pass rather yeah. than the one from his own half, I, like the sixty yarder. I do agree with you. I just think that he has to do a lot more work than he's capable of doing for the rest of the season to dislodge who is probably going to Deli Ali in that position. Yeah, and he's not going to do it at Arsenal probably. No, I don't think he's they're going to drop people ahead of him. I think because he so. was he didn't even come on this weekend, and I think it is because he played two two of the last games. Yeah. And I think it is smart that they're not just putting him straight back in to play in 90 minutes a game. They're and it's being built up. Manage him back. But again, the thing I was saying to um, Dan when we watched the Arsenal Cologne game, and he he came on there and he looked good, and we were saying the thing that you shouldn't have to worry about is Arsenal play certain teams. And I'm saying, I don't want Welsh to play here because I know what could happen. Yeah. And you don't really want to think that. Like, a player goes down and most of the time you're saying, oh, he's all right. With him, you're doing the opposite. And it's like, oh, please get up. Well, no, that was storage. But you thought, <laughs> well, yeah. with Wilshire last year, he he broke his leg by the ball being kicked at it. If you remember, he had City Bournemouth. Yeah. And he broke his leg. <laughs> That's... That's it. If he... If he's, sa- it is sad, like, genuinely, yeah. that... If he's free fit and he plays, then he has to. But it's just whether you think he's going to. Is he going to hit a run? The thing is, I think Arsenal's midfield is so hit and miss that he's definitely going to get chances because um, I think he'll dislodge the Prince of Egypt, El Nene, who's looked absolutely woeful the last <laughs> couple of games. Since I got his name on the back of my shirt, he's been absolutely shocking. Um, Ramsey's never far from an injury or from a bad game. <laughs> um, Ertzil yeah. looks like he's going to be sulking until he gets his contract or it's being rumoured he's going to move to United which I don't know oh, wow. I don't know how I cope with that Van Persie all over again yeah and uh, Coquelin is mm, okay less said there the better Xhaka has the potential there but he's not someone you have to have on the team sheet so I think there's definitely going to be chances of Wilshire and he's just going to have to cement it and just stay fit as long as he can yeah 
That's the number one question. I think he's going to play well, and then about two weeks before the end of the season, he's going to get an injury, and it'll be uh, he'll be fit in time, but how fit? Yeah, I think you could be right. I think they'll put him in, and he'll be even, half fit. Even you know, you have them great. like two or three friendlies before the tournament, where there's always someone who gets in, there's always them. someone who gets injured in yeah. there. Metatarsal again. Yeah, and I could see I could see that happening to him. Mm. Um, who else would uh, you've got Jake Livermore God, Shelby <laughs> I'm really digging deep here to try and think of some, some names Henderson yeah assuming he's just going to carry he on playing chat, I don't know how I missed him when you think he's probably going to be the captain yeah he, he, he's kind of a reflection of wearing the right at the minute really he's, yeah. he's, he's quite good but not outstanding oh, on his day he's good but I think he's, he sa- I think he's safe well. because he can yeah. have a bad day, but on his bad day, he's still going to put himself about and he's still going to win tackles. And yeah, exactly. Safe, a safe pair of rounds, if I you think, like. I don't, I'm not able to watch Liverpool every week, so you might know better than me, but I feel like he recognises when he's having a bad game. You see some players try to play themselves out of a bad game, whereas I've seen him before having a bad game and he'll pass it off to let someone else have it once he's won it back rather than someone like Ox who's having a bad game oh, and he'll God. shoot and he'll shoot and he'll or Walcott, try running past someone and can't yeah, or whatever. Walcott does the same when Walcott's having a bad game he tries to play his way out of it and yeah. he can't do that and yeah. I think Hendo's good at recognising his strengths and weaknesses hmm. yeah agreed he's a more intelligent player than people can credit there was a spell it. after that goal against Chelsea where every time I watched him he was pinging it from range again where he fancied himself <laughs> he's strange because he has got a shot on him and he has got a pass on him but he just don't always see it. I think that's sometimes you just see him I running around. The same with Xhaka, he doesn't quite run around as much, but yeah. he's got it there. Yeah, but you don't see it. And then people obviously see the bad and just say, shit, yeah. which you know he's got a bit more than that." But yeah, he'll be in there for sure. Southgate likes him as well. Yeah. Um, so if we then move on, I think this is probably the hardest part of the team to pick in terms of the talent there. I think there's names that you look at a lot of the names and you'd say they've got to be in the team, but it's where do you fit them all in? Yeah. So if we've got the attacking midfield and if we base it on being two wide players and a midfield and a yeah. centre, I guess we both have Deli Ali in the middle. I think you probably have to, don't you? Yeah, you do. Literally, I, I don't think you can make a case for anyone else being there. I think he's playing well, and anyone else who could be playing that isn't playing or isn't playing well. For example, like no. Barkley, for yeah. example. Barkley, I've it. always said, I do not see the thing I, there. I get, I like him. I think he's got talent, but I just, for whatever reason, it isn't happening. Um, it hasn't been for a while. No, and then on, on the sides, I won't go too deep on who's playing on the left and who's playing on the right. For, for me, Mixing it up anyway, I had Rashford and Lalana as the players there. Okay. And right. Rashford, I feel like, just seeing him last time, he provides that burst of energy. When you can bring him off the bench, but I think you're better off bringing other players off the bench. I, I think players where you say they're good coming off the bench, if the player that's coming on, if the player's coming on isn't that much better, why not start them and let them have the go and then switch it if yeah. it doesn't work? Like I always think with an injured player and they say they can only play 45 minutes, why not play him for the first 45 and then see if you can get the lead and then you can take them off Yeah, after. Yeah, true. Because Rashford you'd probably say he was our best player of the last tournament and he played probably about 20 minutes total. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. He, he Came on, had the cameo impact. against Wales, he had the cameo at the end of the Iceland game. The standard sort of thing where we have pay our hopes on someone is yeah. kind of happening for him, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, I would have him in there. Phil Alana, I thought maybe there were people that were better than him, but I thought in terms of 
I don't think in terms of the creativity, Rashford quite has it there. I think mm. he's going to beat the player, whereas Lana, I think, has more in his locker in terms of picking people out, knowing... Uh, I think sometimes he can hold on to it a bit too long, but I thought... He was getting better at that towards the end of last year. He's more likely to create something for Kane, whereas Rashford is more likely to drive inside and score than to create something for Kane kind of thing. Yeah, maybe. I've, people forget Lallana was in very, very good form yeah, back in yeah. last year. Obviously, he's had the injury, so he hasn't played. Um, but he, he'd be a good option to have, a little bit different to most other options we've got there. Well, one that I thought would be a good option, which is going to be strange for the amount that I slate him, and I've kind of gone a bit back and forth for myself on this, is Danny Welbeck, because when he does play <laughs> for England, he does do quite a good job. Yeah. And I've seen people make the argument saying he is a part of Arsenal's best eleven, and it's not because of his scoring, but his like intensity that he puts on. He closes everything down. Yeah. And the thing, he does get into the right positions. He's very good at knowing where kind of to stand to beat his man. He is good at that. And it is literally just the final piece. But I think you need someone, if we're going to be weak down the sides, then he's someone who is going to get up and down for you. True. Or even if you bring him in your squad and you bring him on when you're trying to close out the game, because I think he's very good. He's not bad defensively either. Yeah, no, he does have the work rate. Lalana puts in a good shift as well, in fairness to him. Yeah, exactly. Um, I feel like with England, sometimes, because when we come onto the strike, I'm sure we're going to say Kane. Yeah. Um, I feel like with him, where it becomes different to with Spurs is that Spurs get people in and around him and support him, whereas he becomes isolated for England, and then you see the lack of pace and stuff he has. Yeah. And people start saying, oh, why isn't he playing like he is for Spurs? Like, well, they get you in around, so you need to get Ali up with him. I feel like the guys on the side, maybe you do need that pace there which because watching England so many times is just slow isn't it and we need that pace in behind and I think Rashford I'm not always a fan of him on the wing but I think for this you're probably right the thing is Walcott is probably going to go <laughs> I don't think he should we tried it so many with Theo but he is probably going to go he probably him, is, yeah. him or Welbeck if not both one of them is going to go yeah um, do you think Sterling Sterling, the, the way started, Sterling I have him down. Well. I would bring Sterling. I nearly it was him or Alana that I was going to say start. I think Sterling and Rashford stand the size isn't a bad. The shot. thing I worry with Sterling is I think the occasion can get to him in that Rashford seems to get his head down and play. Rise to it, doesn't whereas it? Sterling looks like he feels the pressure of a game, which there are plenty of players who feel like that. I think yeah. Stones is like that where he feels the pressure of a game, and I think you have a couple of players like that. And I think that's my only worry there with him. But no, in terms of just picking your best players on the pitch, I think Sterling would be... Yeah, and one of the Manchester teams is probably going to win the league, so one of them yeah. is probably going to have played a part in a league-winning team. Well, he seems to have picked his form up since he was linked with a move to Arsenal. <laughs> it's kind of like <laughs> he he's realised... I think it was more... He doesn't want the move. He's seen he's expendable. And he's yeah. kind of, when he's having his chances, he has to prove he's getting his chances. And I've seen him taking penalties and things like that, which was like... Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Well, from his point of view, if you're playing, you've probably got Sane on the bench. So yeah. you probably think, oh, I'm going to have to play well here because he's class. Yeah. So that is one benefit to City having a big squad full of attack and talent. Yeah. Is as much as some people say maybe it suffocates English talent, if they are playing... They know they've got to play well. So. Well, a lot of the thing is as well, we, we've said Kane would be our striker. So yep. 
excluding, well, not even, probably including, so Rashford, Vardy, Welbeck, Sturridge, all of them can play wide as well. Yeah. So you could bring, you're not really wanting them to play there, but in terms of bringing them, then you've kind of got both areas covered and you've got the potential to switch up your formation. True. I would say Vardy does look like he does well for England in terms of the knockdowns that he's provided by Kane. Kane is good at holding the ball up and bringing other players into the game, kind of like um, Giroud does, where I think Kane is obviously better going forward, but one of the things Giroud does, he's good at holding the ball up and knowing when to bring someone else in. Yeah, definitely. And I think if Kane can work on that, then him and Vardy, because Sturridge is like Welsh, you can't trust him to be fit. No. Vardy, if you can have him and Kane linking up, even if one's coming off the wing, so yeah. they're taking a touch and they're playing it in, then that's that's a horrible strike force because Vardy is going to pester you and that's going to leave uh, holes open for the other players. Yeah, definitely. I think the reason Vardy normally plays well for England is he's what I spoke about there, where so often we'll see it quite side-to-side pedestrian. He is always going to be looking to get in behind and if you do have someone with half decent pass on, they will find it. It's, you can just stretch teams. I'd, I'd like to see Southgate play a team one game and then kind of say, this is this is my team like here. Yeah. Rather than going into every game just not knowing who's going to be. And I don't want to just be a dead horse. We've done this here. Just We've mentioned this a couple of times here. But I feel like it would give clarity to the players who kind of aren't sure on where they stand and yeah. they'll be fighting to keep their place. And it kind of gives a rocket to the players who aren't starting, who want to then prove a point and say, because a lot of these players in the England team are comfortable. Comfortable Theo. like Theo is, yeah, Theo Definitely. was going to be the one I was going to say. And even someone like Cahill yeah. and Hart, who know no matter how many mistakes they make, they're still one of the first names on the team sheet. Yeah, I'd also like to have the captain established pretty soon because we still <laughs> don't have that. Looks I, like I, it's going to be Hendel or Harry Kane. I wouldn't give it to Kane. I wouldn't, but on the basis of I don't think he's going to be our main man. If you like our main striker, we don't. I don't think you need to add more pressure to it. No, I think Hendo you can kind of give it to, and you can kind of pass it off. It's not even a big pressure really because I think it's just people don't even look at it too much. I think if he's got it, and I think he's fairly safe in you know he's going to be in the squad, even if he's not starting, he's going to be in the squad. And Wenger well, said this where he said. Your captain isn't. He said most of the captain's role is off the pitch. Yeah. He said if and I think it was. I'm not sure if it's Paul Merson, who was probably not the best option to take. But <laughs> he was saying if you're a player and you're having to look around for reassurance from your captain, you've probably got a couple of issues yourself anyway. You shouldn't be relying <laughs> on someone on the pitch to tell you what to do. It's more for encouragement. I mean, you can have yeah. more. You can have more leaders on the pitch than one. I think. I think we have a tendency to over play the importance of the captaincy anyway yeah. in England. I think foreign managers have often said that. Um, I think it's something that's quite a popular topic at the minute about uh, leaders on the football pitch. And, stuff, yeah. and there aren't that many about nowadays. Well, that heart kind of is one as well. And he, vocally, definitely. So there aren't that many people who stand up being counted like that. So you're kind of going to have to lead for yourself. And there yeah. aren't that many. It's always Tony Adams is the go-to man, isn't it? But there yeah. aren't that many like it. So... So kind of just to close this out then if we say where we th- would expect England to be doing so for me I would say quarterfinals because I'm not happy with just getting out of the group stage is this where we want to go or where we think we're going to go no where I, what I feel we should be expecting 
I, th- I think that's probably fair. like a minimum because on paper we can match up with most of these sides that we're going to be in contention with. Most, I think there are some that are clearly above us. It's yeah. not like yesteryear where you'd say, "Oh, well, on paper we can match all these." I don't think we can match, say, France, Spain, no. even Germany. Still, it kind of depends on the but, draw, doesn't it? So get out of the group stage and see what happens. Yeah, if you get a half decent draw there, you should win that, and then you'll probably have hit a good team. The thing is, like, we're we're not going to complain too much if we go out to a team like that. It, it's not competing and being lackluster against these awful teams in the group stage. And then just flopping out. We want to go out with some kind of knowing we couldn't have done any more. Yeah, and maybe seeing some of direction for the future. So yeah. if we had young players playing who, okay, maybe they fell short this time, but next time we'll yeah. have a good go. I think we understand is when we just, as you say, we scrape for the group Yeah. and then get dated by someone. I don't think we want to see that again. No. So, yeah. Um, well, thanks again for listening to another edition of the Spitballing Podcast. Uh, as always, if you could... Uh, Subscribe on iTunes, give it a like, a comment, a share on SoundCloud. Uh, Check out the website www.spitballingpod.com and follow us on Twitter at SpitballingPod and we'll be back next Monday. Thank you.